Having sex with pies, Bruno incites a gay panic, and Bernie Lomax is dead. This week on 30-20-10. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 30-20-10, the Laser Time Network's look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago, back into the past of movies, TV, video games, music, news, and more. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Santista. Who else is with me? I'm Diana Goodman, and I have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I know what that is. What's the deal with me, Sarah? Holy shit, that's right. Uh, so if you don't know what 302010 is, we look 30, 20, and 10 years ago back in time uh, to this week, this specific week. That would be July 5th through the 11th, 1989, 1999, and 2009. And what we just teased, there's a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, Seinfeld premieres, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and the basis, Diana teased the basis for the uh, spoof classic Loaded Weapon 1. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was going to work that way in some way or another. Uh, but lots of fun movies, lots of terrible television, and lots of cringy shit uh, in this week's episode of 302010. Let's begin as we always do in 1989. July 5th through the 11th, here is something that's so dated and irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because it's about the Rolling Stones. Mm. Uh, the Rolling Stones hold a fucking press conference for the new, al- uh, new album, the Steel-, Steel Wheels. Their mm-hmm. first album in eight years. And when I say hold a press conference, I mean in a world without streaming and a lot of options, and it's uh, broadcast in its entirety from Grand Central Station on MTV and the radio. Wow. Don't like the Rolling Stones? Get <sighs> fucked. Too bad. You have to listen Too to bad. this. Pre- they played a snippet of one of their new songs and announced some tour dates, but it was like a fucking hour. That's but crazy. That seemed- Why do they talk about that long? Right. Like, I'm sure they were asked questions by the press. What was it like <laughs> working again? Oh, I suck at this. <laughs> But th- those... Did it feel good to get back in the studio again? Yeah, yes. There you go. <laughs> Are things finally starting to click with you and Ron Wood? <laughs> it like stuff like that, that seems insane to me that this would take over people's mechanisms for music. I, think of the biggest act in the world. Mm-hmm. Who could do that? Mm. Who could do that? Yeah, you know what's so funny is now we see the opposite model where Beyonce just drops a surprise album and doesn't tell anyone (laughs) and the whole world loses their mind over it. That's how you do it. That's the way to do it. Well, that's the way she can do it. I mean, I think a lot of musicians do that, but not on purpose. True. That's a good point. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like I just, I I can't even imagine like a a Taylor Swift coming out and people people wanting all their shit interrupted, their choice interrupted for up to an hour for her to talk about a new album. I think that would seem unacceptable. Yeah. And you know they weren't being allowed to ask any Bill Wyman questions. And right. that's the most recent Rolling Stones news. Wait, what happened with Bill Wyman? Did he die? No, that was that Bill Wyman married a girl that he'd known since she was like 13. That's oh, right. right. Well, the Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, I oh. feel like we covered I one never of... got around, because we never ended up uh, getting to our, our April comments, I never got around to the punchline to that story, mm-hmm. which my dad sent me, oh. if you want to hear it yes. right now. She dumped him for his... Younger cousin? That'd be hilarious. Be- <laughs> uh, you're closer oh, than you what? think. May edit this part out as Diana opens up literally the message from her dad. <laughs> because I knew there was part of the story that I forgot. And I just, finally, I, I get to throw this in. So, okay. So remember we said that Bill Wyman uh, was a member of the Rolling Stones. And then he married a girl when she was like 
16 or something, but they'd mm -hmm. started dating when she was 13. My dad messaged right away and said, I was listening to your podcast about Bill Wyman's relationship and later marriage to a 13 year old. What you guys missed in the story was that Bill's son married Mandy's mother. Ew! <gasps> what? Yeah, so he became his father's father in law or his own <laughs> step grandpa. Whoa. Oh. What? Wow, that's like an old 40 song, isn't it? Wait a minute. Bill Wyman married the tw 12 year old. Yes, Bill Wyman married a woman named Mandy. Mandy. And then Mandy's mom married Bill's son. <gasps> he married the daughter of his daughter in law? This feels like an SAT question. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, he's his own grandpa, like Fry from Futurama. <laughs> uh, he that, seriously is. He's uh, his own grandpa now. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. What a trick. Wow. I can only do it once. Wow, wow, um, wow. <laughs> yep. So do you think anyone was allowed to ask questions about this at the Steel Wheels yeah. press conference? Probably. Hey, no. Bill, it was you... just, hey, Mick, what does it feel like working with Keith again? Are you guys getting along? Hey, Bill, what's it feel like giving yourself ribbon candy and bouncing yourself on your <laughs> knee? Like, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> hey Bill, My what is it? in the back? Is Charlie Watts awake? <laughs> okay. Hey Bill, how how does it feel to write yourself a ten dollar check every birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I wish I was better at improv. This <laughs> uh, oh, okay, but yes, the Rolling Stones. It's it's okay to laugh at them. Um, <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. They're super rich. They were doing well, very it. Very all of us. They were they were doing it too long thirty years ago today. Mm, That's mm, isn't that crazy mm. to think about? This Fuck. is this is this is when who came up with the steel wheelchairs tour? That was the joke about the steel wheels album. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that's a thirty year old joke, and they have never stopped touring and making that's music. So funny. Never. Yeah, modern <laughs> medicine is a real marvel. Yeah, or, or whatever fuck, the fuck Keith Richards fortified himself with. Uh, what's yeah. the secret there? Heroin, mm. kids. They're going to be our next sponsor. Uh, okay, moving on to the movies of 1989, July 5th to the 11th. I'm pretty sure I've seen this, but I get all my Chow Yun Fat movies confused. Mm. Oh, um, no, I understand getting getting your, your Chow Yun Fat John Woo movies confused, mm -hmm. really. There's only three that you should be paying attention to. Better Tomorrow, which we've already talked about. Um, Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled, which mm -hmm. we will talk about in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And The Killer. The Killer. Oh, yes. A film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. The killer is great cinema. Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. That's so lovely. That's it's, a fun trailer. I, I love this trailer. It's yeah. just a series of rave reviews about how this is one of the best movies of the year, and it's you know full of camp and violence and energy, and then just classical music and a ballet of gru just gruesomeness. Lots yeah. of bodies flying and blood and guns everyone's got guns in their faces and it's like yep this is john woo while and, and, also and, smiling yeah and, and and that it markets itself as a thriller comedy which i don't remember these movies being marketed as intentionally funny 
But we, we always mm-hmm. found them that way. Mm. Because yeah, they are. But it, well, not as much a better tomorrow. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's just because they're so over the top, they can mm-hmm. be very funny in a, in a campy, goofy well, sort of way. Really but self- if you've never seen The Killer, it explains like half of Tarantino's career. Right. And, uh-huh. and they're very self-aware and just, I don't know, this is so so amazing to me. Because like every, I don't know, every time you hear like someone talk about like a Chuck Norris movie and like how silly it is, like... You think it's something, it should be like The Killer or Hard Boiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. what you're actually thinking of. Those are the fun, nonstop, ridiculous, where the action never stops. Everybody's body flies too far and too often. Uh, <laughs> everybody's gun clip <laughs> holds like 4,000 bullets. That's the really fun <laughs> version of it, what you think a Chuck Norris movie should be. It's actually an 80s John Woo movie. So see The Killer, people. Yep. Yeah, and I was happy to see there's a Criterion collection of this right. bad boy. Ooh. Yes, only yeah, classic. I kind of want to get that and uh, put in the notes. It is definitely the only Criterion Collection movie we're going to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come down. There's some important movies in here. Uh, it's not definitely not definitely not scenes from scenes from the class struggle in Beverly Hills. Is that a real movie? Yeah. No, this is a real movie. It's by Paul Bartel, who did Eating Raul oh. and Death Race 2000. He's a fun guy. It's a black comedy about uh, you know people trying to screw each other over, and I love that. But it's never been on DVD. Huh. Wow. It's like some some wonderful person is uploaded from VHS to YouTube, so you can actually watch it. And I think I will because, I mean, it's got Mary Warnoff and Wallace Shawn and Ed Bagley Jr. Inconceivable. And <laughs> That's a lot. Yay. Yeah, I like Paul Bartel. He's, he's got a very weird black comedy vibe going, and he's fun. But, yeah, apparently it's just sort of disappeared. No one says anything and that sucks mm. it sounds like a bunch of friends got together and had a great time uh, <laughs> yeah, <pretty much laughs> sorry they, I'm sorry I'm their party couldn't be on DVD uh, th- this is something I keep talking about with people even up to like yesterday with our buddy Chris Baker did a great series of uh, Batman videos just because uh, like going back and watching Batman with modern with today's eyes I watch it every like five years or so but like it feels like I think we I established to me it feels like the beginning of 90s cinema mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. That is yeah. further driven home by the that it came out a week before Weekend at Bernie's, mm. which feels like it was made two de- like a decade beforehand. This yeah. feels like Mannequin, uh, and Batman feels very very close to what we see in modern cinema. It is like almost polar opposites, right? It's in just color, like, and tone. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I mean, like in like, every way. In terms of what the audience wants to see, like yeah. like Hollywood thinks we want to see Weekend at Bernie's, which is. It, Hollywood is not wrong, by the way. It's it, that's <laughs> about that. It is fact. It is the furthest thing. It's a fun, bad yeah. film. It's it's a perfectly fun bad film, but it is eighties corn, like to such a drastic degree. I mean, what a fun concept! What a fun concept! <laughs> You're just a big Terry Kisser fan. Oh, such a big fan. loved him in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh, but Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman are starring in films the same I mean, times we have a Batman. It just feels like it feels like we're talking about a different decade than 1989. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Weekend at Bernie's is out now, baby. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Oh, Bernie Lomax would be the perfect host, except for one small thing. What kind of a host invites you to his house and dies on you? Now, the only way they're going to survive the weekend is, that the killer? is to make it look like Bernie has. Bye-bye, ladies. We'll see you later. Weekend at Bernie's, a lively comedy about a guy who isn't. Do you hear something? Now playing at a theater near you. <laughs> I mean, even the font yeah. is like... The name. 
the name. Like a Bernie is a very 80s name. It truly is. <laughs> it truly is. But yes, the story yeah. of two young employees who go to their boss's beach house to find out that he's dead. Have to pretend he's still alive. Shenanigans ensue, as do the links they'll go to prove he is still alive by carting his body around. Mm-hmm. This will have a sequel. <laughs> yep. And this yeah. isn't the one where he dances. I, I think that. I yeah, I remember the dancing part pretty vividly, and it it has to have come from an HBO. Yeah. Oh, because that's situation. like ninety two. Yeah. And, uh, Bernie Bernie's dead body, I think, undergoes a voodoo curse, so music yeah. will cause him to oh, dance. Right. Uh, right. In that's the second real bad. Film. That's real bad. What? In, oh, no. Were we talking about that? Is this a good role for someone? We were the, talking the about that the other night because I, I was like, that's either the easiest role or the hardest role. Yeah. I can't decide. I Be- mean, I think it's kind of hard. I think so, too. Because he does, I mean, he, yeah, Terry Kaiser does a real good job with just sort of the physical comedy. He can't ever, you know, have an expression uh-huh. or move. He's just got to be deadpan. <laughs> um. <laughs> The second like one, he's he got to do merengue. <laughs> getting a flopped around and everything. I think he yeah. hit his head real bad. <laughs> I mean, the whole movie is a trust exercise for him. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's some really fun. Trustful, the movie. You know, yeah. Admittedly, there's some really fun corpse jokes. In the I film. mean, that little scene, even from the trailer where he washes, <laughs> washes up on the beach next to that couple. No, please That's talk like funny. Elvis for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little mama. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's getting our recommend this week. Weekend at Bernie's. We've all, oh God, we've no, all turned a corner no. on it. Um, <laughs> no, but it's yeah, thirty years of this movie being a punchline yeah. as like yeah. epitomizing the dumbest movies there are, and there are way dumber movies than this. But it's so stupid. It's <laughs> true. It is very stupid. It's so stupid. But it's also a celebration of like just so much eighties. I mean, uh, girls yeah. walking by in bikinis and sh- doing Ooh. shade tips. I mean, yes. oh, yeah. that is 80s. And they're the really high-waisted bikinis right. where, you know, the leg goes up to, like, level with your belly button. Yeah. Yes, where the, the oh, yeah. bottom of her bathing suit connects to her armpit for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really nice thigh. Uh, the I flank guess. was a big body part the f- <laughs> in the 80s. It was, goddamn you, guess, Gene. Uh, oh. But the next movie is... is it's the first one I saw in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so that means it's not my favorite. It means I enjoyed every one more mm-hmm. that I saw after Joe Pesci, uh, J- Danny Glover, Mel Gibson. Number one at the box office this week: Lethal Weapon Two. Who in? Police, open up. How do I know you're the police? After I shoot you through the door, you can examine the bullet. Open up. Mel Gibson. Danny Glover. Come on, let's go, Roger. Oh, no, we shouldn't go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Roger. Don't be a killjoy. Come on, we're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. (laughs) Man. Hey, 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 listen. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. No. Now, get ready for something lethal. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. (laughs) Because the magic is back. Yeah, I'm okay. Where were you, man? You're my partner or what? Why didn't you follow me down? Yeah, why didn't you follow him down? Shut up! I'm seven floors up! See, I, I don't know what it is, man. These movies are charming. It's totally. I really like them. I like it. I mm-hmm. watched a little bit of this and just, yeah, like, yeah, I want to hate Mel Gibson as much as the rest of the world, but, like, he is so inimitable and charming in these movies and, like, they, I don't know, they have a really weird coen brothers repartee where like everyone just keeps yelling at one another <laughs> yeah and it's it That's all seems true. a little unscripted and improvised mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like people yeah. funning around, but amid fantastic suns, beautiful scenery, mm-hmm. and the most sizzling Joe Satriani guitar soundtrack mm. and saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely, I mean, it's, it is sort of weird to compare Lethal Weapon 1 to especially 2 and 3, and mm-hmm. the 2 and 3s are comedies, mm-hmm. and 1 is kind of like depressing and serious and mm-hmm. action-y, and this is comedy and action-y, mm-hmm. a lot more. This leans on the humor way harder while also throwing in weird things like Danny Glover was a big uh, anti-apartheid activist at the time. So they make that part of the plot. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. This 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 sure. reeks of a world where they didn't sign people to contracts. All right. I'll come back if. Yeah. <laughs> if Riggs is a vegan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. But it's just... I mean, it's just so, so silly. And then, yeah, they start throwing in new characters. We got Joe Pesci as, like, the most annoying man in the world. He, he is um, so much more annoying in the later films. Like, he really yeah, heightens that character It gets up. worse. Oh, it, sure. it totally yeah. gets worse. Yeah. It's almost excruciating. Yeah. And we always he's call this one... Uh, he's a wacky guy that is going to... He's going to testify against some bad guys, so they have to protect him. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, uh, the bad guys, there's some South African bad guys who are running around. And what does this have to do with Mel Gibson's dead wife? I don't know. I was 10 at the time, and I was like, oh, they're making another Lethal Weapon movie? Well, this one's going to be about the dead wife. Oh, is this the movie that starts with a woman being killed by a radio being thrown in the bathtub with her? Is that... (laughs) Sorry, never mind. Never mind. That's one of those things I saw as a little kid. It freaked me out. Yeah. And I don't know know what movie it's from, and I was shocked to discover it might be Lethal Weapon. That is a whole other episode we could do of describe a scene and tell me what (laughs) this movie is from. We need to crowdsource what this is from. Yeah. Um, I, I only have that with cartoons now. I'm still seeking some visions I have of cartoons mm-hmm. that played in the 80s. Movies are pretty easy to figure out. But Lethal Weapon 2 like, solidified this as a just a fucking franchise, a yep. huge franchise. Yep. Uh, I, I don't even know why they stopped doing them mm-hmm. in between 3 and 4, because there was a huge gap in between those. But mm-hmm. as we discussed, 4, really fun. Yeah, really it's fun. fun. It's I can't say that it's a good movie, but it is fun. It's really fun. I think all of these, it's like, I can't say this is a good movie, but... It's fun. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think the first one's pretty good. I love the first. I think the first one's great. A couple, awesome Christmas movie. A couple years yeah. ago, Sam and I watched them all in one weekend mm-hmm. wow. because I had gaps in my viewing. And so Oof. now they all kind of run together and mm-hmm. I can't remember what happens. Like, yeah. what's the one where Di- Danny Glover is stuck on the toilet? That's this one, I think. This That's one. two? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a pretty great whole sequence. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Putting a, a bomb sequence. under a toilet. Yeah. yeah. Those animals yeah yeah that's great the one sacred space i mean yeah surprised it didn't hit one of the ladies in his house first right. uh, <laughs> um this is also though harkens back to a time you can tell it's the 80s because the two leads look like normal dudes they just look mm. like people you would just like see around you know mm. they're not like super ripped or you mm, know true. super like Mel Gibson definitely, I think, was voted sexiest man mm-hmm. in the world a couple times by people or whatever. But, like, in those shots, his, like, teeth are, you know, not perfect, and his mullet's all askew half the time. He gets, and... a, lot, his, he gets a lot of, like, good butt lighting <laughs> he in does. his movies. He does. I do remember that. <laughs> but I'm just comparing that, all those scenes, to the trailers that we've seen for Holmes and Hobbs, or what are, what are we going to Hobbs see? Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, with my friend Joe Inouye in it. Um, are you going to go see that? 
Oh, yeah, we're oh, definitely going to You see have that. to catch up on the Fast series. I got a lot of work to do. Oh, um, But, like, you know, another action comedy buddy mm-hmm. movie where they're, like, sniping at each other, but it's still fun. It's just a totally different feel and now. You don't even know the Fast and the Furious yep. series. The guy in that movie, like, killed a beloved character in the movie, really wants you to forget about, like, all the shit he did horribly. Mm-hmm. And now he's, a, now, he's a, now he's a face. It's crazy. Anyway, this is not about 2019. It's true. Sorry. Uh, the, oh, but uh, Lethal Weapon 2. It's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it over The Killer, because The Killer no. killer's class here. But the, the yeah. thing in TV is the thing I recommend everybody watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, can we, are we ready to move to TV? 1989? Sure. Yeah. Uh, July 5th to the 11th. Oh, kids, you think you're so woke. And you are. I just I like pointing out like how Song of the South. Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Disney movie. Uh, Disney doesn't even want to acknowledge it exists anymore. But when I was a kid, it was all over the place. And I even looked it up before this this recording that it was it was it shows in Europe up until like 2011 it it was on VHS and Laserdisc never DVD officially uh, in Japan and and most of Europe uh, it, it makes sense because they don't have the same kind of problems that <laughs> they don't have the same context that America does to hate mm. Song of the South which I, I I've softened on my defense of Song of the South because I think the animation is gorgeous and I wish I could separate it uh, from the rest of the film, which is wildly insensitive and inappropriate and, and fucking boring. Uh, but yes, but I digress. <laughs> the, I saw that in the theater in 1986. So you think, I love it like younger people, like, this is an abomination. We saw it in the theater. <laughs> we went there with our school. Yeah. And uh, the Disney Channel was playing it until the year 2000. So when you were born. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. No, they I at mean, that point they had edited out the Tar Baby sequence. Oh, well, good uh, on them. The sequence is fine. It's racist reappropriated that fucking term. That's these are all African American folk tales that, that that are awesome and and worthy of being animated. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm, I I, mm-hmm. I want to defend the animation and I know that word I just said makes people uncomfortable, but it's a wonderful story. I love it. I still mm-hmm. have. I remember growing up. I never saw Song of the South, but I had the Disney yes. sing along songs VHS zippity doo. It's got the TB on the front yeah. of my my little sing along book. Yep, I own that. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> So, so weird. So if you think so, so the I just lo- I love talking about the ubiquity of this thing we now think is un- <laughs> unapproachable and not worth talking about mm-hmm. uh, because uh-huh. the I would say my favorite ride at Disney World in Disneyland is definitely one of the most iconic. It's it's not fair just because but it's a ride that has everything you have a t-shirt from it this ride has everything well i love it i love i love the banjo i love i love those animated characters uh the john baskets characters but they but i i believe the story went um america sings was a really dull thing where you sat down in a theater and like like the country bears but like more Mm. boring and patriotic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but with a bunch of animals singing at you about america and that ride sucked and killed someone (laughs) what really yeah totally oh yeah mm Crush somebody it it crushed it. a woman uh, to death as the stage turned around. <gasps> uh, yeah. Yikes. So all so all those animatronic robots were stuck in the Song of the South ride. So you drive pa- you just ride past like a New Orleans steamboat with a bunch of can canning ostriches. Like those are all from America Sings. Gotcha. They're not in Song of the South. Okay. But it's it's punctuated by the star Brer Rabbit, which is Creole for brother, brother bear, oh. brother wolf, and brother brother rabbit. And uh, it's beautiful animatronic work. It's a pleasant little log flume ride. And then it has a fucking great drop at the end. It has like yeah. th- most of those rides only have one of those things at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. This one has three. Mm-hmm. And to promote it, 
is one of my favorite people in the entire universe. Okay. You're putting a nice spin on this. I'm going to say that uh, crass-ass Disney <laughs> didn't want to get rid of a bunch of robots, so they reskinned them and stripped all the race out of Song of the South and then made a TV movie about their fucking ride Splash Mountain. I, That's I, it. I think they I, figured out, hey, maybe we can tie this into, well, they made a movie out of Parts of the Caribbean later, <laughs> and they made a movie out of Haunted Mansion later. Any minute now, there's going to be a Mark Twain steamboat movie or a Canoes movie or <sighs> Golden Horseshoe the movie. Or, or Twilight Zone uh, ride movie. Oh, wait, they did that with Steve Gutenberg. Uh, that's right. Almost all those rides, all those rides that aren't based on movies, have almost all gotten movies. Teacups, yeah. the movie, like the Matterhorn, that's based on Alice in Wonderland. But Mr. Toad's right. Wild Ride has one written by Terry yep. Jones. Um, yep. <laughs> there's 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 Haunted Mansion yep. with Eddie Murphy. Yep. Uh, Country Autopia. Bears with Haley Joel Osment. Autopia does need a movie. Oh, that would be really great. Little bubble cars well, in the fifties. Did they just? Why didn't they just turn it back into cars? Didn't they do that? Or they were thinking of doing that? Yeah. It's, uh, why don't you work there? Jesus Christ. That was, that was a yeah. no-brainer I've never thought of. Storybook land, the movie. This is my favorite. Again, we're, t- we're in TV, people, even though you can't tell. It's really boring this week. So, yeah. well, no, it's, no, it's not. It's not it's actually. very important. So but... I should shut up about this. But I love this in the, in the time of Disney where they're kind of failing in animation and they're failing in live action. And it's the only time I can think of, I think, I w- the comparison is now they do on their channel reach out to like YouTube stars to end up hosting shows for them. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of the first instance of this because they have a, a character starring in Disney movies that they don't own, mm-hmm. uh, that they're licensing because he's more popular than anything they can come up with. He's their first influencer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. That's all he ever did. He talked to camera Advertised. and sells shit to yeah. you. Owned by a dairy company. You see where I'm going with this? Right. We are just minutes away from a feat some have compared with Alan Shepard's first ride into space or Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon. We're about to see daredevil consultant and world-renowned ride tester Ernest P. Worrell take the maiden voyage on Disneyland's newest attraction, Splash Mountain. In this special television report, we'll learn about the ride, the man, and the meaning of courage as Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Ernest goes to Splash Mountain is a special television report. <laughs> it could only happen this summer. I am so confused. Crass liars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love Splash Mountain and Ernest so much. Uh, this was a one hour of television, by the way. That's crazy. Uh, one hour of television this summer. Ernest Ernest going to Splash Mountain. Um, I'm, there's My a, least favorite ride. And they tease it like a news report the whole time. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Ernest... Hey, Vern. No, Vern. That's as tight as Italian hemp has been since the senseless and brutal hanging of Cole Younger's horse. Vern, <laughs> this is the ultimate test. If I can take this, I can take anything Splash Mountain can dish out. You see, Vern, you will play the part of mean old Mr. Centrifugal Force. Your job is to spin me around and simulate what we call the G-Whiz forces. Comprendo? Okay. I can tell. God, I love Ernest P. Warhell. God damn, that guy should have done <laughs> another take. Mm. But I've watched this like four times <laughs> by myself. Oh, my God. I, I love the Ernest character, man. He fucking entertains me to no mm-hmm. end. Um, but we can move on from that and move on to something uh, that'll bore people uh, a little more before the main attraction. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, because... The Major League Baseball All-Star Game has a very special guest commentator, um, 
this year, 1989. With the National League leading two to nothing. And as Bo Jackson comes up, we talked about Ozzie Smith and you were in a Cardinal uniform. And Jackson wears baseball and football and you did football. Uh, yes, I played the Gipper, but I also played for real in a much earlier time. But uh, that bow down there, that's a pretty interesting hobby he has for his vacation. When baseball ends, he winds up uh, playing uh, playing football. So I can't tell. <laughs> that is Vince Scully joined by this city <laughs> president Ronald Reagan, uh, former president, for, Reagan, former president at this point. I thought, but it was. Look, I know we got to hate Ronald Reagan, um, but like he he put on the cheesy blue the blue suit and <laughs> no. and fucking did full commentary for the first inning of the all-star game i thought that was cute as hell was he a <laughs> notorious baseball fan i don't know because i'm all, i also no, watch more I of this th- he's, he started his career in radio and i think he did do baseball commentary ah yeah. okay and i think he might like, have in the late 30s <laughs> he might have been a little out of breath. just because it's hard that's a very hard job mm-hmm. doing commentary like Ta- that and so well, I don't stream anymore. Yeah, to just jump in and do that—that's rough, man. Yes, and and I was watching it with—I uh, don't know—not the—not the kindest of eyes, because like sure. at this point, I'm looking for senility in the man, and I couldn't tell because I'm also seeing the exact same like losses of words in Vince Scully. But to be be fair, he's broadcasting <laughs> next to the president. I mean, and uh, like, do I interrupt him? Yeah, is he pausing? I don't know. What's happening? I don't know what he's doing. He uh, just offered me jelly beans so in the break. <laughs> it's pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> he just called Bo Jackson the nice colored fella. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never did that. He's not. He's not that much of a monster. And ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the big the big reveal on the fifth, a oh. Wednesday, a Wednesday. That's pretty good. Um, how in the would, middle of summer. In the, in the middle, middle of summer. summer, which is crazy. Well, that's 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 the, inter- the most interesting story to me of how it happened. How do we right. want to we want to play the clip first? Would that matter? Or should we contextualize it first? Ooh, let's play the clip first. Okay, this is the first ever look at a little show that would go on to become Seinfeld. See, now to me, that button's in the worst possible spot. The second button literally makes or breaks the shirt. Look at it; it's too high. It's in no man's land. You look like you live with your mother. Are you through? <laughs> You do, of course, try on when you buy. Yes, it was purple. I liked it. I don't actually recall considering the button. Oh, you don't recall. <laughs> How come you're not doing the second show tomorrow? Well, there's this uh, woman might be coming in. Wait a second. Wait a second. What coming in? What woman is coming in? I told you about Laura, the girl I met in Michigan. No, you didn't. I thought I told you about her. Yes, she teaches political science. I met her the night I did the show in Lansing. <laughs> There's no milk in here. What so is wait, 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 wait. What, what, is she, what is she like? Oh, she's really great. I mean, she's got like a real warmth about her, and she's really bright and really pretty. And uh, and the conversation, though, I mean, it was... You know, talking with her, it was like talking with you. But, you know, obviously much better. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the world premiere moment of Seinfeld. Probably the most, mm-hmm. I think, the most famous sitcom, uh, three-camera sitcom of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite, at least. Oh, uh, I am and, who I am because of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. the and and like so many things on the show, we're going full circle. We had yep. the the last episode of Seinfeld mm-hmm. last year, and what were they talking about in the last scene? This the, the same shirt. conversation. This. Yep. 
-hmm. They're having this exact same conversations. The idea is, yeah, uh, Seinfeld takes place in limbo Mm -hmm. where the same things happen over and over and over again and they can't escape because they're sinners in the hands of an angry God. Mm -hmm. When this finally came to Hulu, I realized that syndication sort of like, they kind of downplay the first season and a half of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's, look to see like Jason Alexander with more hair than anything you've seen him in other than that McDonald's commercial. Oh, yeah. And and Kramer especially like when we were looking at this, known as Kessler. In this he's he's Kessler, but he's he's not an, a, a funny eccentric. He's a frightening slob and a shut in and a shut in who they say yeah. have lived in his has not left the building in ten years. He right. wipes his nose with a magazine. He's a totally different character. His hair is low. Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. It is that the show advanced because obviously it's the show finding its legs, but the show had a different mission statement from mm-hmm. the beginning, mm-hmm. and NBC wanted nothing to do with it. And that and why it's airing it tested terribly. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised it made it to air at all. Yeah, it tested. Well, I mean, I believe the story goes. Uh, they they wanted NBC wanted to do something with Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, him he, I think he said he went to Larry David because Larry David was the only person he knew personally who had ever written for television before, mm-hmm. like one season on SNL and for two seasons mm-hmm. of the show Fridays, where Michael Richards also worked. Right. Um, and, and so that just, just that Larry Dave was the only guy he knew. They weren't friends. They didn't know each other that well. And then they end up writing the show. This is what the show should be about nothing. We just talk and like from that opening clip, like it was really about, it's really just about conversations that friends have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause like I was looking at like, it took over the court, the, the night court slot mm. and to consider them. Those were contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. And I and how it happened. Like they did NBC saw the script, didn't want to do it. And like somebody allotted money. From, uh, thank God, Bob Hope was almost dead. So from a Bob Hope special, like we'll make four episodes of the Seinfeld Chronicles that will air, uh, that would from the late night budget. Mm-hmm. Because uh, people were speculating that Johnny Carson should would be stepping down and they were managed. They managed to allocate that money because they wanted Jerry Seinfeld to take over the Tonight Show. We will give this guy Whoa. his vanity specials. These will be these Seinfeld started as, as vanity specials to lock Seinfeld into NBC. That's that's the craziness about it. Otherwise, it never would have happened because NBC hated the show, and it looked like it it could have gone to Fox in the second season. Mm. And um, but critics liked it, yeah, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. pretty quickly. It's um, so different. Mm-hmm. It's so like revolutionary. And we mm-hmm. talked about a bunch also. I, I don't want to go over all the same things we talked about like a year ago, basically. But but it's Seinfeld. But it's Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of another show. So. Recently, I was in a hotel room with none of my streaming creature comfort, so I just had to see what was on TV. Mm-hmm. And you can always count on Seinfeld, Friends, Big Bang Theory, yes. being mm-hmm. on any channel at any given time, which I find extremely comforting. But Seinfeld's the only show that you can just drop into and not have to, like, you know, nobody's, there's no storyline to follow. Yeah, I, I, again, I always mm-hmm. felt like every episode of Seinfeld, like, I missed the first act because they yeah. just, it just starts very abruptly. Well, and exactly, mm-hmm. which is great. I love that. And then also I wa- watched a episode of Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and people are married and people, <laughs> someone's pregnant. And I, I had no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, these characters now are in totally different places in their life. Seinfeld is so good because nothing change. changes. So I remember it's so comforting. seeing that one episode where like him and Elaine get back together and like, yeah. They undo that so fucking quickly. Yep. Uh, uh, God damn. We can have this and we can have that. And the other. And the other. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, this show, 
could turn into every week I talk about Seinfeld because yeah. <laughs> I've had this issue with Sam. Ugh. Sam has seen Seinfeld, but he hasn't seen it mm-hmm. the way I have. So every time I put it on, it's, oh, this is a classic episode. No, I, this is a classic episode. I will, I will all so good. go crazy over because uh, in my household, we have one television mm-hmm. and um, very, very basic cable. And I wanted to watch In Living Color because that was on uh, on my channel, Fox, the Simpsons channel, the Martin channel. And it was on the same time as Seinfeld. So for the first three years, I didn't see it. And my dad finally won the battle. And the first episode I saw was the uh, the whale golf ball episode. I'm like, oh. this is good. <laughs> Shit. Uh, C was angry that day, my C friend. was angry that day, my friend. Like an old man trying to send back <laughs> soup at a deli. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my favorite episode. But so I missed out on all of this. Oh. So and if you have two, oh. like like I would recommend a the DVDs because I haven't been able to talk about that on any of our other podcasts. Stupidly, mm-hmm. but that that news it was written as the Office is being pulled from Netflix. Like no NBC content is being pulled from everything. Yeah, uh, or Warner Brothers mm-hmm. content is going to be Warner Brothers NBC content. Like it's all going away. Mm-hmm. So Seinfeld is on Hulu now. I don't think it will be by the time NBC launches whatever they're talking about. Probably. And and I love going back to the first season. Like. That char- that waitress character who is almost the fifth character on yep. Seinfeld and then just goes away. Yeah, she's in every episode. Well, there can only be one woman on the show. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not get crazy that here. No one's sleeping with. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But th- th- there's a waitress character in the first mm-hmm. like seven episodes. She's mm-hmm. in every episode and has joins in the conversation with Jerry and George. Yeah, and then totally disappears, even though they keep, they stayed in the same deli. Yeah the the DVDs. Mm-hmm. I, I've always held off from buying them, too, because that's not my preferred way to watch mm-hmm. Seinfeld. I prefer to have it shuffled. Organically. And yes, from- because that's how I watched it growing up. Because every every weekday on Fox for syndication at 6 o'clock was Seinfeld. 6.30 was at Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. was Seinfeld time. And so my whole family sat down to watch it. And then we would sit down again on Thursdays to watch the new episode. But that's how I came to love Seinfeld is in the the shuffle way where you just never know what episode you're going to see. When it came on Hulu, that was the first time I ever... There are so many recurring jokes. There's an entire season where he calls George Biff and I just never understood that because he (laughs) says early in the season, you're like the guy from Death of a Salesman. I missed that episode. Never got the joke. Mm -hmm. Never did. Never saw the episodes without... uh, What's his name? Mr. Jerry Stiller is... Mr. Costanza. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they have those on Hulu. Uh, it's it's really good. Jerry's now, parents are different. Mm-hmm. Just totally different actors. I think the the mother's the same in all of them. I yeah. think, but uh, the but, dad's different. But yeah, like it's 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 fascinating to watch it for a minute. It does seem to know what it is, mm-hmm. even if it's a little rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the Chinese restaurant is that the first season? The, I think the last so. episode? Yeah, I, yeah. And that's a classic too. Pretty mm-hmm. early. And mm-hmm. it's a bottle episode. Yeah, which yep. is kind of funny to call it a bottle episode because mm-hmm. almost every episode of Seinfeld is kind of a bottle episode. Like there's only so many yeah. of the best ones. The parking garage. Yes. The getting the stuck on the subway going to the lesbian wedding. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting just stuck with other people in a place. Mm-hmm. That's a and sitcom then they trope. Annoy the shit out of the other people. Mm-hmm. And other people annoy them too. I mean they're they annoy so the shit out of them. Yeah. We this will be the Seinfeld podcast too because every almost every other episode has a star in it that now is a huge person like yeah. a huge star. Yeah. Brian Cranston as mm-hmm. the dentist, the a, Jewish I dentist. A, I have a list of the first four seasons of there's someone every episode that mm-hmm. is massively recognizable appears in a tiny ass role every single episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really really fun. It's so good. It is really really fun. Plus, I mean, oh, and, and especially the early episodes, they also play with the format a lot. And it's on my Instagram. I've never seen anybody else talk about it, but Jerry Seinfeld plays 
plays the ghost of his own dick. Yes, um, with like, his little hat on. Yeah, he has like a flesh-colored army helmet yep, talking that, to him in his chair. That episode like, freaks me out. Like it just it kind of weirds me out. I can't believe it got on NBC. It looks yeah. ridiculous. He's like playing chess with him or yes, something. playing chess with his own dick. <laughs> it is. I, that episode weirds me out. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that one. <laughs> but it's finding its legs. It's weird. And I think part of the reason you can watch any episode is because they made the rule no lessons. Yeah. There's through lines. There's recurring gags. There's There's callbacks. But... No one changes. No hugging, no learning. No, no. hugging, no learning. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Plus, I was trying to think of another uh, show that coined as many terms that we use in our everyday lexicon mm. as uh, mm. as Seinfeld did. Like, mm. There's a lot. It's really seeped into our consciousness to the point where I'm sure there are things that everyone is saying that they don't even know comes from Seinfeld. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, the soup Nazi, of course. Uh, all the kids on Fortnite talking about being master of their domain. I have mm-hmm. No idea <laughs> yep. what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anytime I see a group of like teenagers walking towards me, I always get scared of the Van Buren boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarro Jerry. I mean, Spongeworthy. Come on. Oh, that's yep. right. You did have to explain to me what a sponge was like a few weeks ago. I did. Like, I didn't really. Yeah, wasn't around to, to ever see one. Yeah, the Today Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> But Seinfeld, baby, it's out now, and the world kind of doesn't notice, and doesn't notice for a while. And that's that's the takes a while. It's it's go. It, Seinfeld is a part of must see TV. The Paul Reiser show from a few years ago was canceled in two episodes. Seinfeld didn't find an audience for over three years. Mm-hmm. It's a it was a different world, and I guess they wanted Jerry that bad in that Tonight Show chair that they were willing to keep him around because the ratings were not there. The critics were pretty kind initially, but like it had no audience for a long time. It's such a crazy alchemy, too, between Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David mm-hmm. that they f- weren't friends before. They just found each other mm-hmm. and created something so amazing and indelible. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just saw Rocket Man, which, by the way, is not very good. No. But the story of like how Bernie Toppin and Elton John found each other, mm-hmm. it kind of feels the same thing. It's like, what a weird miracle that these two people found each other and created indelible art yeah and it's like a you know once in a bajillion you know chance that that could have happened and there's all these tiny yeah because larry david's like you want to do another season i'm done yeah i don't have anything more to do i don't want to do another season he didn't want to do another season of Seinfeld. <laughs> they had to be talked back into it mm-hmm. it didn't but again those dvds by the way mm-hmm. saying the shit's being pulled from streaming services those are the some of the best dvds ever made there's special features for not every season every episode commentaries they're mm-hmm. well shot behind the scenes uh featurettes and documentaries every single episode they're really worth getting if you like the show uh and a ton of it's on youtube but uh but like it's it's one of the biggest spe- tv box sets i've ever seen mm-hmm. like it's uh, it's it's i mean not physically but just like it has the most shit on it right because like i watch a ton of stuff on dvd the simpsons Ah, thank you for the commentary and the deleted scenes. This is way more than that. Sopranos, nothing. Sure. Seinfeld, a ton of shit. And it, it came out way late in the DVD cycle and cost a lot of money back then because it was like $100 period mm-hmm. 10 years ago. So you can pick it up for a song uh, at any used something will. store. You should. People really should. I mean, it makes sense that a show about minutia would have a lot of minutia <laughs> attached to it. Mm. Yeah, mm. I feel like this this might be my next comedy rewatch in order mm-hmm. because yeah, I think I'll pick up so many more running gags that if I actually watch it in order, I, I will see them evolving and picking stuff up. And as much as I love Seinfeld, I kind of like the alternative universe where we had Jerry Seinfeld instead of Jay Leno. Yeah, mm. that would have it would have been funny. That was 
that was pretty smart idea on their part. He's a pretty yeah. He's he's a good interviewer. We've he's, seen him on uh, comedians and cards. He's one of the best talk show guests of all time. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's perfect. And also, he is a not a good actor. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> especially in the beginning, it's yeah. real bad. Yeah. So <laughs> they definitely had the right idea. Luckily, the role that he plays ends up being just him. So he didn't have to act yeah. that much, I imagine. And- he said himself, you know, surround yourself with the best to take all the attention away from you. Mm-hmm. You can hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody else in the show is phenomenal. And like are all, yes. like almost all of them are there because it's it's the one person Larry David got along with on whatever show he was fired from. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jason Alexander, George Costanza, say it once again, is the greatest character in uh, one of the greatest characters in television oh, yeah. history. I, if, if, why no one has taken Aunt Jackie and George Costanza had them married and put them on a sitcom <laughs> oh. so we could just see people yelling and neurotic. What a dream come true. It, it's like, <laughs> Jesus. I love it so much. I, I, just, give me, just give me an associate producer credit and you can have it. Like, yeah. just do it once the Connors is gone. Every <laughs> summer I post Summer of George. Summer of George. This will be my Summer of George. <laughs> I, I like it because it's, it, it's fun for us, but the, even people even younger than us, like, there's a ton of Seinfeld memes out there. Oh, yeah. You ever follow, you follow the Seinfeld 2000 account on uh, yes. Instagram? It's fantastic. It's so good. Every single new trend they somehow mesh with Seinfeld. That's why they're so easy <laughs> to to rewatch because it's universal classic themes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of the shows where it does fall prey to if someone just used their cell phone, yes. this plot would not happen. Jerry only has a car phone. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, but other than that, it's yes, yeah, sob. <laughs> oh, so 90s. Uh but yeah, other than that, it's pretty classic. The the conversations that they have, you could have today. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It's amazing. And I, I, I like. The I can't idea, say enough about it. I like the idea when uh, <laughs> that women get stupid when they don't have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, With I, Elaine so, yeah. staring at those tires I, spinning. I do it every time. <laughs> every time I see Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Elaine Bennis is one of the greatest <laughs> characters of all time. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, when I say that this show like made me who I am, like mm-hmm. Elaine Bennis has had the <laughs> most influence on my personality uh, beyond almost, except m- maybe my parents. Maybe the only other people who have influenced me as much as Elaine Bennis did. Oh, Seinfeld! <laughs> Seinfeld. Plus, I love any celebration of pettiness. <laughs> pettiness is oh, hilarious to me. That should be the other title for this show. Yeah. Pettiness. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, hey, what if I don't let it go? The show. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all those well, things. The jerk store called. <laughs> They're running out of you. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, oh man. I love George Costanza. I love it so much. Okay. We, we, this is a long segment. Got to pivot to games. Uh, Jesus Christ. So Seinfeld and Mega Man came out in America on the same week. Uh, those are two incredibly... Yeah. And Mega Man 2, excuse me. But that's when the, the, the West discovered Mega Man. The first one kind of fell under the radar. I know we said it. I think it came out Christmas Eve in Japan, but uh, it's hitting Western territories right about now, which as far as I can find, these dates are always bad. The U.S. This is probably the most famous, most played Mega Man. Uh, I don't know. I didn't play those Battle Network games that the baby kids did who are now... 25 and patrons um i should be quiet but but Mega Man 2 is fantastic has some of the best like it was the first time like i think i like this music better than music on the radio hmm. like uh, i really like this <laughs> and me and your husband were the same way the second people started covering yeah. it and remixing it on the internet we were all over it yeah um, now that's what i get to listen to when we're in the car so yeah cool. Cool. isn't cool. it <laughs> uh flashman <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's not my my least favorite. No. It's better than Airman, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, which, what what boss order do you go in in Mega Man 2? Uh, I go first the Flim Flammer, and then I do the... Uh, you super really, humongo screwdriver man. You only had to say like a man. They're all called <laughs> man, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of people like Airman. I choose Bubble Man. Sure. I think that's a great level to start out with. It's gorgeous. Uh, who doesn't like an underwater level cat? I like Hair Dryer Man. <laughs> you can really feel the heat. Uh, I like Neurotic Man. Oh, that's Seinfeld. Um, I like Splainer Man. Splainer Man. <laughs> he tells me things I already know. <laughs> but in long form. Um, okay, but Mega Man 2 is out, but let's get into the music and close this segment out. It's 1989, July 5th to the 11th. We have new music releases from Mike Oldfield. Earth Moving, to be specific. Cuts Both Ways by Gloria Stefan and Mind the Bomb by The The. Uh, good thing. Just Mind Bomb by mind, The The. The The. Oh, I didn't say The The. It's not The The. I cannot believe there's going to be a, <laughs> gonna be an argument over this pronunciation. No, it's The The. <laughs> God, now we're back the to the plies, please, plies <laughs> conversation. <laughs> this cat is breaking my fucking mouse. You're such a jerk. Uh, but we're going to close out with the horrific good thing. No. <laughs> Just This is like every fucking sob commercial in the goddamn 80s was to find and candles a good thing. It's number one right now. We're going to close out 1989 with that. But stay right there because uh, we're going to put our dick in a pie in the next segment. 1999. You know, you 30, 20 tenors who have been listening to us throughout the last decade, as I teeter at the edge of 40, I think I'm proof that not everything gets better when you're older. In fact, 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. It's true. And there's too many stupid things guys like me turn to to deal with ED. Expensive pills, injections where you would never want an injection, snake oil pills, but hey, you don't have to do any of that because of hymns. And right now, you listeners can try out a month of hymns for just five bucks by going to forhymns.com slash TTT. Hymns is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. What they do is connect you to real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products that treat things like ED. These are real generic prescriptions backed by science and now more affordable than ever. And yes, no painful injections like other treatments. It's really easy. Just go to the website and answer a couple questions about your medical history and chat with a doctor for confidential review. And this is my favorite part. If you're approved, the products just ship to your door. No doctor visits, no pharmacy wait lines. It's glorious. And it's the simplest way to improve your performance in the bedroom. <laughs> and I love saying this. It's erectile without the dysfunction. It's hard made easy. So say hello to your little friend. That's a new one from Hims. So try Hims for a month today for just $5. We can get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. Of course, prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Just see the full website for details and safety information. Remember, this could cost you hundreds if you went in person to a doctor's office or a pharmacy. Instead, go to hymns.com slash TTT. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash three T's. Once again, to get your first month of hymns for five bucks, go to go to forhymns.com slash TTT. Where you are now.
I, I love seeing Jerry Seinfeld. I, my YouTube algorithm recommends me Seinfeld talk show appearances, and I watch them all. He's, I saw him on the, what's the Bravo guy, Andy something? Oh, Andy Cohen. Yeah, he, he quizzes guy. Seinfeld on episodes of Seinfeld, and he's really good at it. I just assumed he flippantly I, would. Yeah. But he remembers everything. <laughs> Um, and has opinions about everything. I, I don't know. I just, he's always really flippant about the show. Yeah. Um, and then I watched David Letterman interview him for no reason at the Paley Center. And at one point, David Letterman's question, he's like, uh, uh, Jerry, what's the deal with like, hold on, you don't get to say what's the deal to me. <laughs> you owe me money every time you say what's the deal. That's my thing. <laughs> Made me laugh so much. Um, okay. Oh. Put my smiles up just a front. Just a front. Hey, I played off my. Mmm, I know this song. Oh, yeah. Coming in with I Try by Macy Gray off of uh, How Life Is That Out This Week? That is out this week. That wow. Is That's all slow jam it. Yeah. But this, inspirationally. This is, but this is, an, I don't know, like a, a great song, a cheery, uh, a, like I slow, slow song. song. I, I yes. like it much better than most slow songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, baby. July fifth to the eleventh. We got a, we got a Macy Gray. Is this her first album? I cannot even remember. Uh, I don't know if it's technically her first. It's definitely the first one everyone paid attention to. Okay. This was a big hit. And because it's a really good song. Wow, I can't believe I have it. So, <laughs> is Macy Gray counter programming to the other new releases this week? <laughs> <laughs> They're all shit likely your dad was going to buy, including Rat's self-titled album, Why Now? Uh, and uh, and <laughs> Can't Get There From Here by Great White. Wow. Uh, the metal band that still occasionally comes to this town one time killed a bunch of its fans. That's true. Uh, with a fire. <laughs> wasn't their fault. They just brought people to the fire. They pipe piper the mayor. It's July 5th to the 11th, people. And the number one song in the nation is If You Had My Love uh, by Jennifer Lopez. I said it right! Yay! No. Yay. <laughs> It's uh, not if you had Jennifer Love Hewitt no. by Lopez. <laughs> Lopez. Uh, I got it right. Uh, but how about a little, bit, a little bit of news for 1999? July 5th through the 11th. Uh, what happened on July 10th, Diana? Oh, July 10th. 20 years ago, which is, I mean, when this comes out, it should be just about uh, when we're doing this again 20 years later. U.S. goes to the World Cup final, the Women's World Cup, against China playing one of the best fucking games ever ever i was watching that one and it was rad and it got to penalty shootouts and uh brandy chastain gets the winning goal and she rips off her shirt and then everyone cares about women's soccer for like 10 seconds i mean it made the cover of like every fucking magazine in the universe what a yeah i don't know did she plan to do that that's such a fuck like just a wonderful yeah what a cool thing to do it's like just, uh, yeah it's a pure celebration yeah. like the purest human emotion is is happening right and it, there and i don't remember my dad watching Women's the Women's World Cup before this, but I know this week he wouldn't take me to pick up my car at the mechanic because the women were playing, <laughs> so I had to yeah. get a lift. Rapino is having a big moment right now. Uh, Everybody's here for her, which he's not into yeah. other sports except like soccer and women's and women's soccer, and like mm-hmm. he couldn't be more. He has a, he walk he has a jersey. He has a wow. World Cup jersey. All right. Okay, yeah. Mr. Antista. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, this game was. So like I couldn't I, the nerves they were it was such a good game and everyone remembers Brandy Chastain but I have to give a shout out to the U.S. goalie Brianna Scurry mm-hmm. who what a great name for a goalie um, is for real <laughs> t- terrifying looking how fucking 
hardcore she was going. It was so cool. And if she hadn't been blocking shots, then we wouldn't have won. Everyone remembers, oh, the last one who got the goal. But it's like, yeah, no. But she, she it's kind of her. It was kind of mm. on her. Yeah. Mm. And she was terrifying. Every time she blocked one, she started, yeah, yeah. And be like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm pretty sure she's going to, like, rip someone in half. She just grabs one and just break them over her knee like, bang, Jesus. That's fun. I love it that. Was, it was she was really cool mm -hmm. but Indeed. yeah and then some people were like oh she took her shirt off and you could see her sports bra that's so wrong it's like you're high you're high yeah. what's your problem and like what are you talking about and and not to be crass but on the list of least sexy ways women can take their shirts off mm -hmm. uh at a game with a sports bra doing <laughs> like, a, a hulk rip in the middle there's, of yeah there's nothing yeah. like sexual yeah. about it like like relax it was just Fucking right. red. Right. <laughs> yeah. Guys do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can't see shit with a sports bra on mm -hmm. because that's what they're meant to do. Yeah. Hold everything in real, real good. A lot of coverage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hold the boom booms down so yeah. they knock you out on the. <laughs> Make yeah. you offside. They, sure. They're very uncomfortable. And soccer yeah. just it's is true. like running a marathon. Yeah. It's so all running. So you I really don't, don't want them moving. Mm. It's not comfortable. Hard pivot from Lady Soccer. Rad. And so, yay. Go US <laughs> this time. You're playing. Uh, either the Netherlands or Sweden. I don't know right now. I, I believe, according to my dad, I don't know anything about sports. But he's like, yeah, the men didn't even make it to the World Cup last year. So, like, nope. like the, all the all nope. the U.S.'s hopes is... are riding on the ladies. Mm -hmm. I think this is our third final in a row for mm. the U.S. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Our women's team has been well for twenty years. Has been the good team. Damn. So pay attention, people. Okay, so hard pivot from uh, soccer into computers. Both things right now America doesn't totally care about. What they've been told to care about because uh, in a little bit of corporate news with Microsoft, uh, this week becomes the first company to top $500 billion, uh, in total market value, equal Ooh. to the ninth largest economy in the world. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, that happened this week because computers. I remember my grandfather at this point is like, got a secret for you, Chris. You use what you do with your life. And it was total. I don't know if he'd seen The Graduate yeah, or just become self-parody. He just said computers. <laughs> Anything else? Computers. Just look, do computers. And look where you are now. What, working Talking on computers? into a computer. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But, to your uh, computer friends. And I don't remember this, but uh, this I got this from uh, Mr. Pop Culture. Um, that there are a number of companies giving away PCs in order to sign customers up for brand new online services. So a bunch of online oh, services yeah. I've never heard of before are giving people... Giving away low-cost PCs. Had I known about this, I would have been suckered into this. I don't know what the agreement is, but InterSquid has been shipping free Intel and Windows-based computers bundled with internet service that costs $30 for a monthly fee. PC-free uh, is, is, is shipping millions of compact computers to those who paid $40 a month for internet access. And Direct okay. Web of Philadelphia uh, charges 20 to, between $20 and $50 a month for internet access and gives away a free PC. Holy shit. There's like all these companies sending you free PCs That's at this crazy. point. It seems insane. Yeah. Uh, and I, the, yeah, the one in past it, uh, free PC, they, uh, uh, customers have a mandatory advertisement bar. Wow. <laughs> if, if anybody <laughs> so remembers the, the net zero days playing, playing Counter-Strike with little advertisements at the top of your screen. Wow. Um, yeah, it's very strange. But that's how badly people wanted to sign people. Internet. Internet charges are starting here. I know we're mm -hmm. complaining about uh, how many streaming services do I have to sign up for? Like there were a bunch of predatory services from the beginning, mm -hmm. so much so that they were willing to give you the device, almost like what your phone companies do. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, but, that's, but that does seem weird now. Could anybody, I think most people listening to the show now could not be paid to have a desktop in their house. Yeah. 
Um, yes, but uh, let's get to the movies of 1999. A movie I swear I saw but remember nothing of. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins, and Joan Cusack in Arlington Road. He had this blueprint. It was an office building. This project is taking forever. Why would he tell me it was a mall? Why would he lie? I've got a possible name change. The death certificate, what, what does it say? He's changed his name. To the name of a person who died the day before? Yeah, why? You do it to hide the person you were. I am April. His name is Oliver Lang. Oh, thriller with this a capital T. This is thrilling. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is it good? No. It's okay. Um, yeah, Jeff Bridges uh, is a professor. Um specifically studying like anti-government militia types and then he meets tim robbins and joan cusack his new neighbors and starts to think that maybe they're anti-government militia types they've got secrets what are their secrets what's going on and there's gonna be a domestic terror attack oh no um <laughs> it's pretty good ish until like when it gets towards the end you know, the evil plan requires everything to go a very, very specific sort of way that could mm -hmm. not be foreseen. So it's one of those things where it's like the second you look too closely at it, it starts to fall apart. Mm. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as just a sort of like, yeah, whatever, you know, just feel like watching good actors uh, be tense at each other. Sure. Mm. Eh, it's like a barely recommend. Okay. I mean, I just know it wasn't the movie I was seeing in theaters this week. Uh, day one. Nope. Day one, that would be a little different movie with a huge, largely unknown ensemble cast other than Eugene Levy, the biggest star in the film, mm. Jennifer Coolidge. We have Sean William Scott, Natasha Leone, Shannon Elizabeth, Allison Hannigan, Thomas Ian Nicholas, Chris Klein, and Jason Biggs in American Pie. The awkward moments. I want the right time, the right moment, the right place. It's not a space shuttle launch, it's sex. The infatuation. I love you. <laughs> okay. The desperation. What exactly does it feel like? Warm apple pie. The fascination. Huh? We'll just tell your mother that uh, that uh, we ate it all. That's <laughs> still making me laugh. Uh, I, I had no desire to watch this movie again because mm -hmm. I watched it a ton mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. And I only want to say this, but to say this for the last time ever. Oh boy. This movie got me late. This and Cruel Intentions. But that is, that's it. The only two times ever. Mm -hmm. uh, got, an, got an ex excited that I was seeing it with. Well, you have to stop trying to show people Song of the South. <laughs> it's not a sexy movie. <laughs> Uncle Remus sings so good. Uh, it's not a Bone Zone situation. <laughs> Yeah, this this one got me to the bone zone with someone who broke like broke up with me pretty devastatingly and acted like she hated me. But like the whole movie's about having sex. When mm -hmm. the movie ends with everybody having sex, what? and the movie also ended up making everyone a fucking star. It's one of those movies. Yeah, not for very long, but mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but almost. Thomas Ian Nicholas, the rookie. There's always the one guy oh, that's like rookie. I don't know if I recognize. Well, he was him. he was that's a pre-existing right. star. The rookie. That's yeah. where I recognize him from. Oh, the rookie. Okay, mm -hmm. never mind. I take it back. But everybody else, I think uh, Natasha Leone, she was she had her own heat going with Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. But everybody else, Jason yep. Biggs, starring in movies, Mina Savari, Chris Klein, uh, even Tara Reid, one of the worst actors ever. And mm. <laughs> after American, I Pine. mean, Allison Hannigan was pretty known at this she point. Was. She was, but like, but like, I didn't see a lot of people doing Willow impressions. But like, right. one time at band camp, oh, speaking man. with question marks, like that became. <laughs> I don't know that that character became like beloved by everyone, I, and I wasn't even into Buffy at the time, so mm -hmm. I, I can't speak to that. 
Uh, and I feel so old seeing her now. She's like a mother of three hosting that magic <laughs> hosting the show. Penn and Teller show. Yeah. And like she's a teenager here getting fucked for the first time. Yeah, I like <laughs> Allison Hannigan, mm-hmm. but I don't love her acting style. It's like a little cutesy cutesy. Mm-hmm. And I'm most familiar with her mm-hmm. from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And she kind of leans a little too hard sometimes mm-hmm. on the like just cutesy talk basically yep. and mm. i'm not such a fan of that i think it's she, she's an interesting partner for jim mm-hmm. because i think she's it's implied she might be more sexually experienced much more sexually experienced than him and uh yep. what what i just i just book smart book smart was so kind of good. a it was the it was the lady super bad mm-hmm. and it was sort huh. of about getting laid but not really because that's no. that doesn't seem a huge quest for ladies it's probably pretty easy to nail down if you had to pun uh, intended uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was one of those coming of age movies like mm-hmm. American Pie. So I don't want to say like movies like American Pie don't exist because Booksmart was really good and you should yeah. see it if it's still in your theater. Um, it is really fun. Directed by, uh, what's her name? From Tron. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Yes. But, uh, but American Pie was, was a phenomenon. Yeah, I've never seen it anything else. Okay. Uh, American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, crazy. Five, five, mm. four sequels and three straight to video sequels. Yeah. Oh. Eugene Levy Levy is in all of them. As credit as Jim's dad, even though he's given a name in this film, huh. so I forget what it was. I think it's Eugene. He's just called Eugene. But yeah, Eugene Levy, the, the being the famous person. I think they said Sean William Scott was paid eight thousand dollars for this. Wow. And yeah, uh, it, it's pretty nuts because like that that movie that only comes that type of launchpad movie only comes around once every once or twice every ten years. Yeah. That that yeah. is beloved yeah. so much like. Yeah, we want to see all these people and other stuff. Right. Including Chris Klein and Street Fighter, which is the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but Man, it's funny. I, I didn't realize how much this Chris Klein really just had like he had the summer of Chris and that was it, man, cuz we <laughs> yeah. just had election. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And what else what else do we want to think about him in? Nothing. Isn't that uh inbred the the incest comedy? Um What? <laughs> yeah, or, right. Yeah, Heather Graham's right. like a sister, yeah. but they want to fuck anyway. It ex- it exists. I'm sure there's some like mm-hmm. Hollywood turn where it turns out they're not related, but that's not the premise of the movie. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs quite mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm. and and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because oh he fucks it. No, no, yes, <laughs> I recall. But uh, I his penis. <laughs> but I saw both movies, the the first two movies in theaters because I think mm-hmm. he does it again in the second one. Mm. And it never learns. And the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watched if you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his think crotch? So yeah. So in the right. unrated unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like <laughs> but you could do reverse cowgirl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> But he was fucking the top then. The all right. pie plate is the butt. Okay. <laughs> I think it's all butt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my oh. God. That's only for... <laughs> no, that's too gross. I'm not going to say that. Uh, 
But am I crazy? Did you guys all see this movie in the theater? Did you all find it entertaining? I did not see it in the theater. Really? Actually. Um, yeah. No, no, did not see this in the theater either. Because it just, at least wow. how it was advertised was like, it was Porky's. And I'm like, yeah. I don't fucking care. Exactly. And then I ended up watching it, you know, like a couple years later and realized, mm-hmm. oh, actually, it's pretty funny. And there is, you know, gross stuff in it. But also it does have a, like a lot of heart and some sensitivity and is it's not as gross and objectifying as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the end is, what is it, Jason Bigger? Like, I'm just a band geek who never joined the band. I'm going to go see this girl again. Uh, it, was, it was a little cute. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yep. But it's also like a week after. He gets after, used by a woman. It's, it's, That's the thing that I liked. He gets used. Yes. Yes. She was like, tired. That's what they were, because so many, you know, Quest to Get Lead movies, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, mostly they want to use a woman and then one of them ends up like, you know, having a couple in a cute couple. And really that just means, Oh, they get to have sex some more. That's right. Big fucking deal. Looking it's at like, you, Oh, they actually find like people that they care about. Looking at That's you nice. and Sarah right now. Mm. thinking that Tom Cruise is losing it. Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, like a, the losing your it's virginity garbage. movie was kind of a, like, uh, I don't know, not a rite of passage, but like it was, Pretty clockwork for Hollywood up until very recently. I don't yeah. know that we have a lot of losing. I didn't see Blockers though. I'm sure that's. I didn't a... see Blockers either, right. but I hear it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that is definitely. Uh, there's a lot of oh, movies that fall into that category. So I think Sarah, you're a little younger. Diana, you're a little older. I am the same age as the people in this movie. Mm, okay. This is. Ah. I saw it my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and they're all seniors in high school trying mm-hmm. to get laid before. They exit high school, right? And uh, and I did. And we all did. That's so fun. We all, we all, we all did it. Yeah. And and good I, for you. I, yeah. So who was with Stifler's mom? Uh, who was what? So who nailed Stifler's mom? Who? of your group? Ooh. Uh, I'll tell you who. Yeah. It's it's the same person in every group. Your liar friend. <laughs> Your liar friend did it. And uh, yeah, there's an episode of Bonus Time where I confront my buddy Shit Steve on that very subject. Mm. That never happened, right? No, did I tell you that? Yes, <laughs> multiple times. Yes, you did. You liar, banging someone's mom. Jesus Christ! Mm. By the way, you remember the term this movie popularized? Yep. <laughs> Diane is just like don't want to talk about it, but yeah. Is it? <laughs> is what? it what? Oh, we're talking about yeah things. We have a through line of things uh, this episode that mm-hmm. yeah gave us new slang. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about MILF? I'm talking about MILF. Oh, MILF. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say guess said shit, by, shit break. Said, <laughs> Said by John Cho, who also became oh, wow. an actor we see all the time now. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we forget about this film, and it's easy to like kind of shit on. But it's kind of a sweet little movie if you were there mm-hmm. for it. I don't know if it's. I cannot speak to it holding up mm-hmm. at all. But um, yeah, I'm glad we get to cl- close out with a James song that was used in every trailer. Is this? Uh, Maybe why the number one like porn search term is MILF these days. I yeah. Did we I, create a whole generation of? Yeah, I because I, I don't know other than like something people? really specific to your sexuality. There wasn't really a brand like a yeah. a thing you would like that people weren't born as. <laughs> no one's born a MILF. Um, <laughs> you must become a MILF. Yes. People can be born gay or Asian. I'm sure those are searched in porn, porn engines. Well, nobody's born a MILF. I read a really great book that is actually quite boring called mm-hmm. A Million, I think it's called A Million Dirty Thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it's it's basically like a long-term study on porn and like what people search for mm-hmm. and, and fetishes and everything. And the two most oh, popular, you know the two most popular search terms what? are. Mm-hmm. Not the two. Barely legal. 
And then like number two is mature, which is like yeah. MILF. Let's go mature. What? Just <laughs> two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Humans are weird. I don't get that. Humans are very Let's weird. Let's look at a skinny ass. Sorry, they were talking about American Pie. Uh, but it got look, it got me got me got me going last time. Uh, that was very but, strange. And it it brought the children to appreciate Eugene Levy. It's true. Yeah, yeah. This is the important thing to me because they don't run SCTV anymore. Mm-hmm. God damn it! I, so I would, how are the children going to learn that Eugene Levy is a genius? He because it's it seems bizarre. He eventually got to star in a movie with like his name over the title with mm-hmm. Sam Jackson because he yeah. was always this tiny like <laughs> 16th build utility player oh, yeah. except in Christopher Guest movies. I can just see so many of these kids watching this movie and being mm-hmm. like, I've got to see Best in Show next. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> He's really great in A Mighty Wind. He is. Uh, He's great in everything. Yeah. Shit's Creek, I ta- I can't stop talking about Shit's Creek as my oh. new favorite show they cancel of it? almost all time. No. I thought they did. They have one more season that they're going to do, yeah. but I think that was all planned. Oh, okay. But it's so good, you guys. That's with like all his family and stuff in there? Yes. Catherine O'Hara's his wife again. Okay. It's phenomenal. I watched Yay. it again. Now I remember. But oh, Shannon Elizabeth was, uh, was a short-lived um, mega hottie that was yeah. all over the place in Playboy and in a bunch of other movies. I can only think of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I wanted to give this movie its due because mm-hmm. people, everyone my age saw this and was talking about it mm-hmm. and getting a little horny over it. Uh, it was an interesting yep. time. Yeah. I think I, I have to give it its due because it's so hard to do this sort of thing well. There mm. are eight trillion versions of doing this badly. And now I'm going to put it to you guys. Um, this or Can't Hardly Wait? Which one do you think is better? <sighs> because they came out, we, we had that one, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And yeah. I rewatched that and I was like really pleasantly surprised. I feel personally more connected to Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, I personally feel more connected mm. to this, but I would probably lobby for Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Uh, but just because mm. I was more like the people in this movie than I was like anyone in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, I was more like a lot of the characters in Can't and, Hardly and Wait. And American Pie has always has like some big gross-out stunt, which at the time was fucking yeah. cool. Like, it was awesome. See, and that always kind of turned me off from the idea of seeing it because I'm a prudish old lady and well, do not like that sort of thing. I don't think I, and I would love if we did a different podcast where we could talk about did you ever get caught jerking off like Jim but I think that's really more of a guy thing where like yeah. you'll be caught in an mm. elaborate scenario where your whole family <laughs> could end up seeing you do something um, which happens in every movie so uh, yeah and, and uh, yeah I think in, in one of the versions you see is dick and like in the uncut version you see his whole dick mm-hmm. and uh, like pushed up against glass it's like Really, kind of one of the only funny, the funny, funnier dick shots out there. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Penis? Yeah, he like tries to hide it with a, like a clear pot lid and just ends up like smushing his. <laughs> okay, that's kind of it's pretty it. funny. Yeah, it looks hilarious. Yeah, uh, but I think it's on the unrated cut because this was surprisingly like cut to shit by the MPAA. Got, uh-huh. got an NC seventeen. Uh-huh. I think mostly for conversations about sex. Okay. So yep. I, I think every generation of teens deserves its horny movie, and American Pie yes. was that for my generation. Yeah. And, and Cruel Intentions. Oh yeah, <laughs> the horniest movie. Yeah, yes, but that is it for uh, that is it for all of that. Oh, there's no more interesting stuff to talk about in television. God, are you farting? No, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! <laughs> you were leaning over, and the chair was squeaking. I just I thought it would pick up as a good joke on audio. Oh, God. <laughs>
You were lifting a cheek. It had I to was be... leaning away so that nobody would notice that I had to burp. <laughs> Thank you for calling that out. Theater of the mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sarah Bear. Uh, a 1999 television. We talked about the end of this, I think, on 302010. But uh, the debut, we talked last week, Another World Ended. Mm-hmm. 35 yeah, year. Yeah, a week or two ago. Uh, long uh, ABC soap opera. No, NBC soap opera. Another world, but to, that brings us into passions. Ooh, passions. Uh, which I think the speculation was NBC didn't own another world. Mm-hmm. It was licensing it. And mm. they wanted to cancel this long-running show for something they owned, which lasted a fraction of the time. But nine years is pretty impressive for a show that comes out every day. Oh, my gosh. I know. And, uh, but <laughs> this Soap operas w- are so weird. But that's the thing. This was transfixing. I remember you know, you'd skip school with your girlfriend and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch Passions and it's fucking weird. It's it's like if David Lynch made a soap opera. Yeah, I had friends in <gasps> high school like who possessed babies and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. witches yeah. and yeah, I had friends in high school who loved I... Passions and they would tape it every day mm-hmm. and watch it. And I never watched it, but they would always describe the plot to me like at lunch the next day of like what happened because <laughs> I'd be like, so tell me what happened in Passions, and it was always the most insane yeah. shit I could. You, yeah, you can imagine. It's and, crazy. But I think I think if I'm reading my take on on it, the first season it's like, whoa, this is insane. Like soap operas are always fun and silly and fun to watch, but this one's even sillier and more fun. And I think the real soap opera audience got tired of the conceit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That like, mm. you know, you're technically relying on the same old shit, like affairs, someone disappearing, and then there's all this weird magic shit in here. It's it's yeah. ultimately the same arcs but uh now it's more embarrassing i mean soap opera (laughs) fans i feel like are some of the probably the venn diagram intersects of Mm -hmm. soap opera fans and romance novel fans Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they are some of the most consistent fans in the world like Mm -hmm. they like what they like and that's what they like and so i can see why this maybe was not a lot of people's favorite I can see it. But I bet if it somehow got re, like Netflix, mm-hmm. say we're bringing back passions with like a new <laughs> cast or something, and you know, wow. I could see that being pretty successful. Mm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That's a, Especially it, tapping into like people is, my age who grew up watching it in high school. No, I, I love, but uh, like our 19- like as a weekly soap, it would do better than as a daily. Oh, yeah, probably. probably yeah. Like it, especially with social media, mm-hmm. you will not believe what the little person just did mm-hmm. to the enchanted cat. Uh, <laughs> those are plot lines and in, in passions. But uh, uh, I, I like 1999 because it, it literally is our middle segment, but it's also this bridge to the 80s to now. So like all of this shit is sort of weird to me. This is mm-hmm. sort of the death of the soap opera. Mm-hmm. And on this, the seventh, Good Eats debuts. Oh, I love Good Eats. And that's that's a Food Network show? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And but, it's... It's so good. It's like a cooking show, but it's very irreverent. I'm blinking on the name of the chef in it. Uh, Alton Brown? Alton Brown, thank you. Mm. And he's so charming and funny. And he, I've actually been recommending this show to Sam, because Sam does all the cooking in our house. Mm. It's all very scientific. So he gets re- real like granular about this is the chemical reaction that is going on when mm. you, you know, fry a burger and so that's why you don't want to disturb it you just want to leave it so it creates this char because this is molecularly what happens with that and so his recipes are pretty foolproof 
And it's just very fun. It's He does like skits and mm-hmm. there's props and it really gets into the food science of it all. It's not just a straight cooking show. And it's all, I believe it's set in Atlanta or that's where they shot it because mm-hmm. all of the ingredients is, has Publix logos on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it well, I, re- I just remember for the longest time, Food Network was sort of a giant joke. Mm-hmm. Can you believe mm-hmm. the, the way people, I think, sort of were talking about Video game streamers a few years ago. This is an illegitimate form of entertainment, and it's dumb that you would watch someone else cook. But but it was pretty straightforward cooking shows, mm-hmm. like just people boringly cooking up until you had Emerald. Bam. Right. Uh, but Alton Brown's the first name I can remember after Emerald. Mm-hmm. Like people, like no, Alton Brown's really good. Like yeah. Food Network starts. People are talking about it. My people my age are watching it. That is starting like this year. Because I mean, Food Network's been around for like ten years. At this point? Yeah, I in, think so. In 99? It's been around for a while, but like it, you know, like every other channel, it started out with, we do cooking and that's uh-huh. all that we do and we don't, we'll never deviate from this formula. And they, and the more they start to, I mean, now they are fucking game shows. That yes. is it. They and there's another channel shows. called The Cooking yes, Channel. to take over what Food Network right. used to do. Because like b- before, the only time you would really see cooking shows is on PBS. Yeah. Because they had mm-hmm. the Frugal Gourmet, Julia they had Child. Julia Child, of course, and Two Fat Ladies, which is one of my favorites. I went back and looked up some Two Fat Ladies episodes yeah. on um, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. It's yeah. they're so good. Two skinny guys. It was a bad name. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. <laughs> no one trusts skinny guys to cook, right? Or at least you shouldn't. I'm very suspicious of any good-looking or skinny cook. What well, you, you should be. Mario no. Batali taught us you should be suspicious of all of them. <laughs> Oh, good point. Uh, You're uh, right. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Good, good Eats, Eats is great, though. Is I still on? fully recommend it. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, now no. he... Al, no, Alden Brown is hosting game, show game host. shows now. Yeah. Um, but he his cookbooks are great, too. Very informative. Mm-hmm. Really breaks down like the cooking process and explains why things happen instead of just saying, mm-hmm. brown your meat. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what happens when you brown your meat, and that's why this is a superior method. Then, then set an egg timer. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll do a quick fade to flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that, again, this this being the bridge of television then and now, mm-hmm. uh, on MTV on the 11th, the show Making the Video comes out. So oh le- let's let's reiterate: MTV is is a channel to show promotional videos for albums you can buy in the store. Mm-hmm. So now there's going to be a show to promote those promotional videos. Uh, it was MTV eating its own ass, and it was transfixing to watch. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're mostly on YouTube, and they're all for like I don't know how they. This is it's probably a cynical way to look at it because they seem to know what videos were going to be the biggest videos ever, mm-hmm. and would be there to shoot behind the scenes. But like, if you were ever curious about like, wow, in sync really do look like puppets in this. Right. They have a there is a thirty minute behind the scenes that MTV was there for, and I, I only credit it. We, whenever we mention a little shark movie called Deep Blue Sea, oh, the best, somewhat like the <laughs> third person who recognizes it will eventually sing LL Cool J's Immortal, Deepest Bluest, My Hat is Like a Shark's Fin. <laughs> that, that song was not a hit, right? But because, How could it be? because it was on MTV's Making the Video, you watched it 400,000 times mm-hmm. if you had MTV back then. Uh, you're talking about Deepest Bluest, yes, it's only the, the third episode. Which means, oh, there must be something to promote because we get to talk about that movie soon. Yay. Yes, we did a commentary for it. Patreon.com slash laser That's right. Mm-hmm. A couple uh, weeks from now. That is also, a... oh, they did Britney Spears, You Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. And yeah, all the other crap. I, uh, I had uh, stopped paying attention to MTV by now. 
but it was nice that they still played some videos. I, I remember that. So like, and, and, and I was, and I was kind of into the filmmaking process. So mm-hmm. like, I didn't hate the show, but it really, again, it's the promotion of a promotion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Promotional video of a promotional video. It's kind of insane. Uh, and that is really it for television, sadly, because uh, it is the summer. It is the summer. Yeah. Go see American Pie with someone you want to get down with. No games this week, but we're going to close out but with that phenomenal One Hit Wonder by James. I that, love this song. It's great. And that's, I love this song. It's why too. I get happy I every hung time. I with the band James uh, it, once around this time. It's so. a band, not a guy? Yep, it's a band. I mm. thought it was just one guy in the insane asylum. Yeah, I'm, because they again we didn't think about search engines back then. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends gave that song to me on a mixtape in high mm-hmm. school and said, uh, "Every time I hear the song, I think about you." Ew. This bed is on oh. fire with passion and love. <laughs> it was my teacher. That um, man is now in the CIA. Really? <laughs> yep. Sweet, you got blackmail. It's it's about a terrible relationship, and she's stalking him violently. I know. I don't oh, know how dear. to take it. Oh, well, okay. We'll close out with Laid by James. We'll be right back in 2009. like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time it supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time speaking of which here's a quick taste I love that we've gone if, if you're a fan of spider-man on film your heart has gone through all these different arcs and I do feel oh, like man we've arrived finally at like this feels really good <laughs> yeah it does. when when are we giving the uh, spoiler warning when when are we allowed to dive into spoilers hey go ahead i, I say right right now spoiler um yeah, right now this Far is from the spoiler spoilers. cast so. uh so speaking of other spider-man movies how about that stinger at the end there so that's that. we're jumping right to the end huh Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. the ships at sea it's time for diana's classic corner where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watch and for the week of july 5th through 11th let's start with okay these two movies do not go together i'll give you that one but they're both influential and important and i love them both let's start with a weird one 50 years ago this week uh, july 10th 1969 saw the release of robert downey senior's putney swope uh which is a black comedy slash satire slash indie weird very strange uh race-based comedy that is literally the only thing i've ever been able to compare it to is sorry to bother you where it starts with a 
basic premise, you know, futzing with race in America, and it ends up getting weirder and weirder and bigger and more bizarre. It's it's very handmade, and um, it's like if a garage band were a movie. Like it's it's very low budget, very handmade, but it ends up being very influential um, and blew like blew a lot of squares minds, man. I totally recommend Putney Swope. Yeah, it's it's not PC. And anyway, the other recommendation I have, um, which has nothing to do with Putney Swope, but is an essential for me. Uh, July 6, 1944, 75 years ago this week, saw the release of Billy Wilder's Double Indemnity. Literally the best film noir ever made, period, end of story. I don't want to hear about it. There's plenty of film noirs and plenty of detective movies, and I love them all. Um, but Frederick Murray, Barbara Stanwyck, and especially Edward G. Robinson in Double Indemnity is the perfect movie. Uh, it's about an insurance salesman who falls in love with a married woman and then they conspire to kill her husband for the insurance money. And then uh, his boss is onto him, but maybe not. And then uh, his daughter, or <clears throat> then like her, her daughter starts to suspect and he starts to sort of feel bad for the daughter. And it's like all the boxes that you need checked for what's in a film noir, it's got every single one. You know, femme fatale, detective on the case, double crossing, maybe some triple crossing. Lots of blinds and shadows and spookiness. And it's just perfect. Double Indemnity is perfect. If you need to see one film noir to know what one is, please watch that. And those are my recommendations for this week. Stay classic. Coming in with uh, Dog Days Are Over. Ava Lungs by Florence and the Machine. A, the best hmm. song. I love it, it really so is. much. I have a great story about this song. Oh, do tell. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is fantastic. Yeah. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. This is in really Florence, Florence and the Machine song. being like, after like uh, a while of like, music is boring. And then I heard this, like my girlfriend put it on a mix. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is awesome. Uh, and I think we went and saw Florence and the Machine after that. So I was, I was dating a girl uh, with a nine-year-old. And um, I, I changed the radio station, and it was like I don't know. It was like it was like fucking third eye blind, and she's like, "Do you like this?" And she's like, uh, "No, I don't like old music." I'm like, ugh. And then like we and like, and then it became clear she's you know she's weaned on pop. Sure. Um, she, she listens to primarily sanitized versions of Miley Cyrus's songs. Okay. There's a party in the USA. We're not throwing up at all. And <laughs> uh, and, and I kept testing her like, "Is so? Does this sound old to you?" Like, poke around with something else on the radio and then like and it, it, it occurred to me like anything that sounded remotely like rock mm-hmm. or like had instruments and that was like Aww. this this can't be this kid can't hate rock like yeah. the, so like I, I think I did two things and like wait a second the other key is ladies so we were in the car 
and I threw on the video for Dog Days Are Over, which is a fantastic video. Mm-hmm. I changed nice. her mind on an entire genre of music thanks to Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. That's awesome. I was super proud because I don't know where I pulled it from because it's not like I listen to it all the time at that point either. Right. But now I do because, like, yeah, I saved a little girl from hating instruments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a weird moment. Uh, Sam and I took our son, um, who's 12, mm-hmm. to a pizza parlor. And the music rate, the radio that they had on, or the the station they had on that was playing was like classic rock. And I realized I was talking to him and I was like, kid, do you know who this is? And it was the Beatles. He was like, no. And I was like, okay, it's a band called the Beatles. Have you heard of the Beatles? And he was like, maybe. And it blew my mind that like I was having this conversation. Because Sam and I are not huge music people, so we don't listen to a lot of music at home. It was just bizarre. Right, but, but I mean, the music was such a smaller world, even if you didn't... Oh, I understand where the Rolling Stones are taking over my radio for a fucking hour mm-hmm. because they're really big <laughs> and other people like them. But kids, don't. I don't think, have that at all. Like, yeah. if it's not in your purview, like, it, why the fuck would you care? Why you would you know any of this shit? You everything. And so. I, like, I like the idea of, like, a kid that age treating that type of music with the same lack of enthusiasm my mm-hmm. dad put my grandfather put on like Glenn Miller or right like, exactly exactly the Beatles again <laughs> boring uh, I, I can just hope that they have the moment of discovery of like oh this is fun oh there's more of it and then like they go from thinking oh I want to hold your hand is a really cute song I'm gonna go get Revolver and get their little minds blown I'm, man yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you anybody out there with a young daughter like Throw them into some Florence and the Machine. That'll mm-hmm. blow their fucking mind. Especially this song. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Ron, yeah. tell you about... I can't even do her voice. It's I'm a guy. Never had it happen for no. me. That's that's new music this week. Is that, uh, is that album out? Lungs? Yep. Lungs is out this week. Uh, we also have new releases from uh, uh, All Time Low with Nothing Personal. Uh, Clutches, Strange Cousins from the West. Job for a Cowboy releases Ruination. Hannah Montana 3 by Miley Cyrus is out. Wow. Uh, and, and Evacuate the Dance Floor by Cascada. Uh, I, I got I got a feeling by uh, Black Eyed Peas is still number one. Mm. Yeah, <sighs> forever, forever, it's forever, this, forever today. It's the summer of the peas. It's uh, <laughs> true. There's no way that's that's the, the cool thing. The summer of the peas. <laughs> there's no way. Oh, is that the peas, son? <laughs> oh, you the pe- are you bumping the peas? Are you bumping the peas? <laughs> oh. You've not heard the peas until you've heard them come out of the sound system in my Ford Fusion. Let's get in. Let's let's go. For- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some Chipotle, son. Uh, uh, anyway, movies of 2009. Um, oh, is this a Duplass joint? Um, um, well, we got a Duplass in there. Okay, so but it's not it's not from the Mumble King duo. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, Mumblecore duo, Mark Duplass, Josh Leonard, and Hump Day. Party. Now, the funny thing was, we were drunk when we first came up with the idea, and then it evolved into this weird straight guy macho thing. This shouldn't be about us I'm challenging not. each other. Give me the food! It's on. It's on. You said you were going to tell her, and she said she knew, and then I just talked about it, and I guess she didn't know. I cannot believe I'm talking to you about making a porn film with him! You're pretty solidly not gay. Yeah, I think the same thing about you too. Uh, this is this is so again, what a weird period for indies. Something shot yeah. with this low a budget could make it into theaters. That's how yeah. I discovered Lena Dunham. Mm, that's uh, tiny furniture. A comfy, a comfy chair. 
That was no, that tiny, furniture. No, tiny furniture. Tiny furniture. No, the puppy chair. Another, the puppy chair is the Duplass yeah. joint. Is a Duplass joint. Yeah. See, mixed them both up. Uh, movies with bad sound and video. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. So yeah, this is directed by Lynch Shelton and um, is largely improvised apparently, mm-hmm. but did well at Sundance, so it did get uh, internationally released um, for you know next to no money, and probably if anyone saw it, they saw it on disc. I guess if they're getting in the mail. <laughs> At this point from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's about uh, two old friends who haven't seen each other for a long time. And through a series of something, 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 um, they're basically daring each other to like have sex with each other to make an amateur gay foreign film that they can send to a film festival. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole thing of like, well, I'll do it, but uh, are you going to top or am I going to top? I don't know. Well, should we kiss or no? We should do no kissing, right? Let's do no kissing. And everyone around them being like, the fuck is wrong with you? I... Is it that they're sending it to Hump, the amateur porn film festival exactly. in Seattle? Yeah. That yep. was That's run by Dan Savage? What? Yeah. I do not know Every about year, this. Dan Savage has a amateur porn film festival called Hump. Really? Yep. Exclamation point. Yep. Does he accept <laughs> solo work? He accepts all <laughs> works, I feel like. This hump day proposition has never worked for me before. Let's make a porn movie. It'd be fun, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> not gay. Just be Come on, fun. bro. So, yeah, like, ugh, like a gay guy. Like a guy needs that much coaxing in his sex. I mean. I guess. Let's just try it. Uh, bro. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's yeah, downloading. I mean, who Let's else are you going to have gay sex with but, like, your bro, bro? <laughs> bro, bro. Uh, <laughs> what is soul power? Soul power is really cool. Is it a documentary? A, a, a con- like a, a concert movie from with dead people in it? Yes. I guess. I guess not everyone was dead at this point. Okay. No. No. Well, no. They're all dead now. They're but, not. Only BB King and James Brown. I'm pretty sure. I don't Bill know how Withers. many are still with us. Mm-hmm. Positive. I would know. If anyway. Uh, soul power. What is it? Well, uh, actually, the trailer tells you. Ooh. God, I want to see this now. This looks so good. <laughs> yes. This wow. is really good. It was hard for me to sit and watch this because I want to get the fuck down. So, yeah, Soul Power is, it is the rare, it is a documentary sequel, in a way, to When We Were Kings, which I've recommended right. several times mm-hmm. on the show, is an amazing boxing documentary uh, about uh, the rumble in the jungle between uh, Ali Foreman in 74. And that was such a huge thing. So you heard Don King talk about, like, this is the biggest fight ever, so we want to have this, like, whole festival. And so they put on this, like, amazing fucking soul concert mm-hmm. of, you know, Spinners, James Brown, B.B. King, Bill Withers, Mary McCaba. And um, it was uh, very fraught and confusing and stuff because they're in goddamn Zaire and they're trying to put all this shit together <laughs> on like no notice. Uh, and the performances are fucking great. Yeah, that's actually oh, yes. the best Stole music power. ever. Yeah. Total yeah, I really want to because I, I didn't 
I never actually knew that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's the part. I mean, never remembers the fight. The fight is, is you know, a huge thing. But that, I mean, Don King uh, knows how to get attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he did. Yeah, that's and kind of like his job. It's rad. It's, it sucks because I, I yeah. researched, I was talking about this on bonus time this week because I was researching the dawn of, the dawn of what made cable television. Mm-hmm. And the need, the need for it started with like uh, New York, that the Empire State Building is actually an antenna. And if you live underneath mm-hmm. it, you are blocked from the antenna. So they had to dig cable under the street so people could see the television stations that were broadcasting from oh. the Empire State Building. And then like, well, yeah. what? And, and then one of the people that became HBO started the Green Network. Well, what if we had a channel that just showed stuff you couldn't get anywhere else so people would pay us to show them free stuff? Their antenna doesn't show them well. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll start a new, ch- mm. a new channel. Like, what do we show? And, it was, and the first thing was boxing mm, in the 70s because right. ah. of this. Because the world, for some reason, the world couldn't see boxing. I don't understand why it wasn't broadcast, or mm-hmm. maybe they were all pay per views. Maybe it was too barbaric at the time for regular television. Mm-hmm. But boxing paved the way for cable. And then I think this year HBO is like, we're not doing boxing anymore. I'm like, I didn't notice. No, you're still doing yeah. that. So I always hated so, it. Well, you're not a boxing fan. You don't I'm not. Have HBO no, no, no. But that's the thing. I can get into boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's just that. I, I remember being a kid in a smaller world with no streaming. That if HBO was showing boxing, that meant I didn't get to watch a movie for three hours. Wayne's World too. <laughs> I did not you get, get a, to watch Wayne's World yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch Bikini Car Wash Adventure because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there with an erection and nothing to do with it. <laughs> boxing is on on Saturday night, and I have no friends or lady. Uh, but yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I went off in that rant. Also out this week, uh, Paul Rust and Hayden Panet- Penitieri. Hayden Pantyliner. Pantyliner. <laughs> Penny Liner, and I love you, Beth Cooper. The Trinity. She's everything he ever wanted. Don't be so nervous. You can smell fear. Ooh, fear. And one thing he never expected. Prepare to die. Kevin, stop! He is going to kill me! (laughs) Now, the girl of his dreams... Sorry, I was unaware. I was admitting that. Is going to show. This is good. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah? This was one of the first movies that I discovered. I this is, I think, the movie wherein I discovered my love of going to the movies by myself. Because mm. um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I took myself to this movie, um, and I remember very much enjoying it. I mean, it's pretty. I believe Paul Rust wrote it mm-hmm. um hmm. and i love paul rust i'm a big fan he's one of my faves and um if he grew a nerdy voice in a lab it would just be paul rust <laughs> yeah <laughs> truly <laughs> for real i'm having trouble figuring this movie out because the i mean the hard pivot from soul power just makes me hate myself <laughs> as a white person yeah We've gone to really white, and I can tell you how I know this is the whitest movie we're going to talk about is because it's directed by Chris Columbus. There oh, you it go. It is. It is the Home so Alone Columbus person. Who, yeah, who you know wrote Home Alone, and uh, you know did the first couple of Harry Potter movies, and also we've talked about Stepmom and that sort of thing, where it's like his movies take place in a universe where everyone is really white, has amazing teeth, and makes eighty million dollars a day. That's true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Yeah, the house in this pause in this YouTube trailer is, is fucking huge. Yeah, it looks like a hotel. Uh, but oh yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's a teenage yeah. comedy. I don't think it did very well. Most people have not heard about it. When I bring it up, people are like, what? I remember the name. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's got a, I mean, it's the 
I guess it's from a book. And the idea is that he's the valedictorian in school. And as they're graduating, he says, I love you, Beth Cooper, to the head cheerleader. Um, and then she's like, oh, yeah, well, let's go party. And it turns out she's like way crazier than he was. He was projecting all of his ideas onto her of how perfect she would be. But that's not who she turns is. Turns out she sucks. Hmm. Which... You know, if it turned out she sucks, that I actually would like because that's a, a something that happens in movies an awful lot. Not as not it's like an it's like a version of Manic Pixie Dream Girl where like the guy just from looking at a woman just is like, oh, I love her because I think she's sweet and kind of it's like, bitch, you've never talked to her, mm -hmm. so you you don't actually know who or what she is. You're just judging based on her appearance. Or is it that the, the longer I, I only had like one instance like this in 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 high school slash maybe college, but like oh, this beautiful girl, she's the best. She's oh, if I get her, and then like no, this isn't working in in like. Uh, like a, a, a brush with incompatibility tells you more about mm. who you are, like informs mm. more, like let me know, learn more about myself than mm. I did about mm -hmm. this person. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like, Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. I don't like that yeah. music. I don't like these people. Holy shit. I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually like the last reveal in like a sex comedy that like, oh, this girl's actually mean. So it's, I, that's, it's not, it doesn't look like it's that. It just looks like a, yeah, this 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 was just an object of lust, and mm -hmm. yeah, we, mm -hmm. had, we had nothing going on together. I'm projecting, uh, yep. but 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 then I guess oh he gets to know her, and so that's nice. And they become fast oh. friends and create mm -hmm. a law firm together. I haven't seen the movie, Sarah. You should chime in here. And Honestly, it's been a while. I mm -hmm. do remember um, feeling though that yeah, I mean. That whole idea, like, oh, she's just a pretty popular girl, mm. so, you mm. know, she has to be shallow or not that interesting or not into the things that I'm into. Um, mm. And then this does kind of turn it on its head, which is refreshing. Okay. Instead yeah. of the other way, which is usually like, oh, this nerdy girl is actually cool. You know, mm. <laughs> like, it's nice oh, to yeah, reverse Yeah, the popular it. girl is actually a horrible bitch. Or yeah, like, I don't know an how idiot. that is a surprise. I feel like yeah, most of the time the popular girls are pretty bitchy. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I said it was. Yeah. I earlier said that it was written by Paul Russ, and I just was like, wait a minute, was that true? It was not true. Was I don't know true. why I thought that. He did write the <laughs> recent Pee Wee movie. That's right. Maybe mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> he, he writes stuff. Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, and Love, the show Love, a recently love, canceled Love. love. Uh, and oh, finally, the two movies that I really love this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin Spacey as a voice, don't worry, you won't have to think about it too much. And uh, Sam Rockwell, in, is and is this Sam a, Rockwell and Sam and Sam Rockwell in David Bowie Jr.'s Moon? What's going on? Where did he come from? Why does he look like me? You've been up here too long, man. You've lost your marbles. Too easy, too easy, too easy. I want to go home. I know. Dude. I did not know the trailer spoiled what I would consider the reveal of the film. Uh, I was going to stay away from it. I was going to stay away from it. But I'm sure that there's, there's more to it than that. But I walked in this movie with no knowledge. Mm hmm. Right. And it's just Sam Rockwell hanging out on the moon with a robot, mm -hmm. voiced by Kevin Spacey. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know what else to say from here. Duncan yeah, Jones, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. film debut of Duncan Jones, mm-hmm. uh, previously known as Zowie Bowie. <laughs> yes, the director of the David Warcraft Bowie's movie. Son. Yeah, mm-hmm. which did very well in China. So. <laughs> That's the meanest um, thing Diana could say, by the way. No, it was huge in China. I know. So, I mean, yeah. that makes me happy he can keep making movies. Yeah. Because everyone else, like everywhere else, everyone was like, Warcraft. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it was like, no one liked it. But it made a ton of money. Yeah. So he's cool. But, but So he's cool. But this, this movie yeah. is, is fucking fun. It's mm. really good. Yeah. Moon. It's really cool. Yeah. Sam Rockwell uh, is living on the moon by himself. Uh, doing some mining stuff and you know his he's got like a a stint it's like you have to be out there for a couple of years i think you know and they like put all your money in uh in a bank down on earth and he gets messages from his family and he's gonna leave and then um another him shows up hmm. the fuck, the fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's kind of as far as i'll go with it that's about as far as the trailer will go yeah. but even just the another him shows up is kind of a th- and- Ex- exact him it's kind of a yeah. spoiler yeah and his best it is kind of a spoiler best... instead of just someone else shows up and it's confusing mm-hmm. yeah. i i do another, rec- another i don't want to say rockwell. anything else so it's say rockwell think... either by himself or acting against himself which is actually just by himself and doing the same thing twice mm-hmm. and i think he's so goddamn good in it that's just enough of a spoiler to make it oh this is different this is yeah, it, it, like yeah, this is I didn't see the movie, but exactly. like if you saw the new Netflix movie Mother, it looked a lot like that. Like mm. someone sort of raised by a robot mm-hmm. and isn't told everything. Mm. And I just love that premise. This week's Laser Time show is all about robots. Robots, uh, robots. robots, robots, including robots that go crazy in space Ooh. and Yay. movies and in real life because <laughs> that has already happened. Oh god, yeah, AI is a wonderful thing, and uh, even better, a movie I could talk about forever. Let's see if I can hold myself back. Sasha Baron Cohen in the number one movie the box office Baruno you're a very dangerous man on porn I gave him the traditional African what? name OJ we're pushing the limits get out of here this is ended your King Osama looks like a kind of dirty wizard or a homeless Santa this is Tank Alley. The line that you don't cross. This is my alley. I don't want to be in your alley. Yeah, well, get out of it. Your finger's in my alley. Not yet. <laughs> wow, this TV spot Woo. barely does it justice because, like, this movie is yeah. wall to wall, like, offensive to middle America. I don't know another way to say it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, because, like, we did a whole laser time last year on Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. because his phenomenal show, Who is America, which. I, not a lot of people talk about, but like I swear, I watched it again. It holds up really great, and yeah. it's like he's the only Sasha Baron Cohen is the only person doing whatever this is. It is <laughs> almost undefinable reality gorilla reality comedy. Yeah, like trying mm. to make people uncomfortable and kill him, and but also in cost, like in character. Yeah, too. in character. Yeah, the whole time, and, and like he. He only recently like started talking about like the making of this stuff mm-hmm. and like how many times he almost gets killed. I, I yeah. grabbed a clip from uh, the the Laser Time episode just because I had it handy, but uh, I love. I, I didn't like people fawning all over Ron Paul, so it was nice to see his true colors <laughs> in <laughs> in uh, goddamn Bruno as. Mm-hmm. Oh motherfucker! Has anyone ever told you you look like Enrique Iglesias? <laughs> of course not. You're much cuter. Aha! Uh-huh. 
I love music. Dancing. I used to be a dancer. Meine Häusern ist gefallen. All right, get out of here. What? All right, what's going this on? This is ended. That guy's queer than the blazes. He took his clothes off. Let's get going. He's queer as crazy. He put a hit on me. He took his clothes off. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so afraid. He's just so, like, but clumped. He can't even say the right words. Do we have another comedian now attempting to seduce elected officials? <laughs> on camera I don't think that we do and I, I was too mean He's to this movie because it wasn't as good as uh, Borat because mm-hmm. Borat is just more yeah. cohesive and Bruno is expensive and elaborate and like somewhat disjointed because there's so much in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but it's really good if you haven't seen it uh, especially the fucking ending the end there's no funnier oh character the last oh 10 years. That, and, there's, that is one of those moments like, am I watching a snuff film? Yeah. Uh, Bruno's He's going to be killed it, it, accidentally. Just yeah. someone's yeah. going to throw something that will murder him. So it, 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 if you don't know the movie, because it's, it's all reality. It's, it's all real people mm-hmm. uh, like Borat and I don't know. Jackass, bad grandpa. I don't want to have to describe it that much, but there you go. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is playing his new character, Straight Dave, uh, after <laughs> Bruno has renounced well, his homosexuality. Right. We say Bruno is, I mean, he was also on the HBO show, and yes. that he is like a, a German fashionista reporter who's ridiculously over the top up. gay mm-hmm. and. Uh, hits on everybody that's a guy and incredibly stupid and clueless yes and shallow mm-hmm. and wonderful mm-hmm. and like very shallow and and like really goes to the brink far more than Borat of like almost getting murdered and especially oh, yeah. they have so he's in a UFC fighting cage promoting a fight <laughs> where they've invited I think a bunch of like former prisoners or prison guards and given them a shitload of free beer so they're guaranteed to be upset mm-hmm. uh, and then it closes with two men making out in the middle of the octagon and you just see this, what is it? This crowd of, let's just say, in, somewhat intolerant people yes, who start throwing yeah. chairs and screaming words that would mm-hmm. get you fired for most jobs mm-hmm. at this. And they had yeah. to make a tunnel under, you don't see it in the movie, there's a tunnel underneath <laughs> so they can get out alive. And they just keep making out. You can see them bleeding from chair, chairs being thrown at them. Uh, it's it's such a phenomenal work of comedy. Yeah. I don't know why we don't, I don't know why we don't appreciate Sasha Baron Cohen more. And no one. I I don't know. He finally started talking. I talk- seriously thought he was going to die. He yeah. finally started talking. Seriously, talk- like I mean, I guess the chairs had to be chained together since they were worried people throwing them, but they are still throwing everything that is not nailed down. Mm-hmm. So obviously, every beverage has got to go, mm-hmm. and then uh, they're whipping change probably, and just like stuff on the floor, and yeah, like any second mm-hmm. now. Something with a little bit of heft is going to hit someone in the head. Truly treating him like Santa Claus in Philadelphia. Like, uh, (laughs) just rude, rude. (laughs) People probably brought, I mean, they're lucky it's the South, not Philly. Whipping those D-cell batteries. You can kill someone with them. Seriously. They go to the trouble of, like, uh, this is difficult, of someone they label as a terrorist. He then sued them for labeling him as a terrorist, Mm -hmm. even though... It might have been part of his job. But I mean, I'm literally, sure he the Chiron says terrorist. The Chiron says terrorist. <laughs> yes. But like someone who commits what most Americans would know as act of terror. He, mm-hmm. he like goes, or tries to orchestrate peace between Palestine and Israel as for comedy. Sure. But really mm-hmm. does it. Like really goes there. It's The movie is all over the place. Fake talk shows, fake st- like elaborate stunts. Some of this, <laughs> two men being chained together in a hotel room who can't. Oh, God. 
Uh, uh, That's that might yeah. be the scene I almost feel like goes too far because they're just bothering the poor hotel manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who he's done nothing wrong. Now, I mean, other people where he's like trying to get you know child stars to be in his whatever and is interviewing their parents and saying you know can can I put a beard of bees on your baby? <laughs> <laughs> and the moms are like, yeah, okay. Then like, well, they have it coming, but that poor hotel manager. Yeah. He's just he was an not expecting bystander. That. He uh, was not expecting to open the door and have a man with some sort of toilet brush dildo apparatus <laughs> attached to him. That mm-hmm. were shot together with a slingshot. Uh, this <sighs> the the movie is is much more fun than I remembered. Having revisited it, it just it just Borat sets such a high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, we talked about that last time. Borat is a classic. Ignore your friends' impressions from yes. ten years ago. Yeah. It's a really it's a, it's an unbelievably great movie. Um, anyway, moving on to television, 2009, uh, July 5th to the 11th. Uh, I, I can't believe this is, this is 10 years old. I didn't cringe that much, but I did hate it. Sci-fi channel named, renames itself the Sci-Fi wow, Channel. Wow, I can't believe that was 10 uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. remember that. It was in a Comic-Con yep. cafe that they bought and renamed it the Sci-Fi Cafe and every item on the menu was like the Cylon Club Sandwich Ooh. and like... Yeah, no, it's not good. And also, Warehouse 13 debuts. I've never seen that show, but I'm sure someone likes it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I still didn't really know why Sci-Fi did that. Why? It's so I don't get it. Yeah. 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 Everyone was like, "Seafy." Yeah. What Seafy. is this? Yeah. Go ahead. You can show the Harry Potter movies you want. We're yeah. not going to complain. It's all kind Sharknado of Sharknado is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You didn't need to do that. Like, they, were you worried people would confuse this channel with something nerdy? I mean, were like, they talking to like the real nerds who are like, Sharknado is not hard sci-fi. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not hard shark movie. Yeah. It's no deep blue sea. Uh, yeah. It's still said the same way, so people are still thinking the same words. It's so dumb. It really is. It really is. Um, and I never saw this, but you guys can come to the table for it. Ten Things I Hate About You, the TV show, debuts on ABC Family. Never saw it. I did not did not know that was the thing. Here's a little here's a little uh, 302010 hint. If you're looking forward to us talking about a new show that airs on ABC Family, mm-hmm. you might want to stop listening. I don't know, I don't know that we any of us have when they, when it debuted no. and played Pee Wee's Playhouse and Bobby's World every day. I was all over ABC Family. Okay, mm. I can talk about. Shamefully. What? You know what? Not shamefully. What? I refuse to be ashamed of things. Shameless on Showtime. Uh, I did watch a lot of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Was that on there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, though, maybe right. after it became Freeform. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yes, technically, yes. Freeform. You show whatever the fuck so you want. So when Pretty Little Liars comes up, gird your loins. I'm here <laughs> to talk about it. So, okay. There are... I'm disappointed by this one. And on the 8th of July... We have a finale from a show that I also didn't feel, uh, I, I don't feel it got celebrated enough. Agreed. Reno 911. Yeah, agreed. Yes. Because so in hindsight, it was it show. was syndicated for a little while and I would, would watch it pretty regularly when it came out. But like it has an America's Funniest Home Videos quality. Like if this is on TV and I sit down, mm-hmm. I am transfixed and will not move. Yep. A- any, <laughs> any day, any day, any time of day, any time of the year, Reno 911, the largely improvised comedy from the people from the state who play uh, Reno State Troopers and it just even this episode is like wall to wall guest stars Matt Walsh and Besser Ooh. Uh, uh, Aziz Ansari and uh, and uh, Paul Shear mm-hmm. the human giant guys mm-hmm. are in there uh, Jane Lynch but there is no finality 
uh, to the episode, sadly. They, I, I think they wanted, they made it to like 88 episodes and they were like, can we just get 12 more so we can yeah. go syndicated? Like, that's the magic number. They managed to do it anyway, but mm-hmm. like, I think the show, it's so fun. Like, and I was just, let me see if there's a clip of finality from this episode. And I'm, I'm working and depressed and angry at the same time and still laughing my head off at a 10 year old episode of 911. So I got mm-hmm. you a little clip of the opening. And it's, again, the show is largely improvised by a bunch of great improvisers who I could name. I just, we don't have, to, how do we name them? Uh, uh, Tom Lennon, Ben Garant created the show. Right. Jabra Nishi Nash. Um, Carrie, uh, what's her uh, name? Carrie. Carrie, Carrie uh, Kinney. Kinney. Yeah. 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 Uh, they fired the. the Cedric. He, they were all gone at this point because uh, right. it was kind of, they got a, a, what do you call that? A graced last season with mm-hmm. like a cut budget. So. Uh, the woman on the Goldbergs, Wendy something, she oh, was yeah. gone too. Wendy McLevin Covey. Mary Birdsong was gone. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Latruglio had joined the show. Oh, uh, from, all right. But this is just the, the show starts just in a Reno precinct. Um, I don't know how else to explain the show, but this 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 got me. Due to recent uh, unapproved television interviews uh, that uh, somebody the department uh, gave, if it comes up, the sheriff's department's official policy on ghosts is that we neither acknowledge them nor do we nor do we disavow the possible existence of them okay so it's a cover up not saying it's a cover up what i'm saying is we don't we don't all believe in ghosts that's the difference between black folks and white folks hey we bernie mac are you going to do a whole difference on do, and we dance weird no no i want what's the difference i just between thought black folks i just thought folks? i'd invite you to my world for no, a and then the guy one sweetie comes out fucking the second that's all I no, want. No, you to do, do your bit, and I'll be sweepy with the broom and the Apollo, and you rub the log. Do the difference between black folks and white. Ooh, people. do that. <laughs> What's the difference between black people and white people? Black people don't believe in ghosts. And we don't like mayonnaise, like you guys. You got to start punching up these jokes, or sweepy go come out and get you. Sweepy go sweep you right off the stage. That, that's the Sandman, and that's he the tap sand dances man. you off the stage. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good! I need to go back and watch this. It's it, like I yeah, I never really go out of my way to watch it, but it's never mm-hmm. not tremendously entertaining. It also mm-hmm. is giving me Parks and Rec vibes a little mm-hmm. bit. Same sort of like mm-hmm. workplace comedy sort of thing, and then they go out in the world and they encounter even weirder people. Yeah. And it, it's, it's it's in hindsight, it was a really great vessel for a bunch of comedians to come on and just play what perps? Yeah, criminals. Yeah. Uh, like that's where I discovered Jim Rash, who would end up being awesome on Community. Oh my gosh, yes! He, that he played, he played a guy constantly being kicked out of a prostitution. <laughs> I know my rights. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Nick Swartzen. Nick Swartzen. I mean, every episode of oh, him is Terry. a gem. Terry, like I it, was murdered. I was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> The show is great, and like, it's just so do yourself a favor and like watch a few clips of them. It's it's everyone on the show is amazing. The guest stars are even more amazing. Uh, it has it does have a good final moment that I can't play because like the, the whole time like it, it, never mind. I'm not even gonna try and explain it. I'll explain it off. It's my hard mind. to. It's like when you explain sometimes the plot or what's yeah. going on. It sounds like a dream that you made up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then this happened. It's a good. It's a decent final moment that you should see for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you also heard that, I think this is ripped from the DVD, so it's uncensored. But it was bleeped mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. But Reno 911 uh, throws in the towel sadly this week, and I think they were kind of gunning to do something else with it. And that never really came to be, and yeah. it's kind of a bummer. I feel like we hear 
rumblings every couple years that there's no reason not to do it again. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. Or there's gonna be a movie or something. Um, they made a movie. Yeah, they that's got right. the six seasons in a movie. Yeah, uh, they did. And god damn it. But anyway, we didn't talk a lot about video games this episode, and this is a bad, a bad segment to start in. 2009, July 5th or the 11th. I ba- I barely remember this existed as a big Battlefield fan. Battlefield 1943, a live version for PS3 and 360. Uh, I said a year later, <laughs> but but for more modern consoles, I f- totally forgot it existed. Um, but it's completely gone and you can't play it. Uh, the Bigs oh. 2 is also out this week. That is 2K getting a little more mileage out of its MLB license. It would have its straight-up baseball game ah. and then have like its NBA jamish. This is more arcadey. I don't know... This is the timeline, but eventually they made Nicktoons Baseball, which uses the MLB Gurr from Invader Zim as one of the <laughs> as one of the announcers. You can play as SpongeBob and Ren and Stimpy against real life baseball players. Whoa! A more clever person could name, but but there are real. They use the real teams in the Babe licenses. Babe, ba- Baby Ruth. <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Uh, I say my best Sandlot impression. Dion Sanders. Dion Sandals, yes. <laughs> definitely Dion Sandals. Neon Dion. <laughs> yes. And uh, Arma 2 is out, which didn't mean much to me, but if you played DayZ, that is how it began, as a mod of Arma 2, the very, very authentic, uh, I don't know, tactical shooter. I didn't play it. But that is it for games. That is it for the show. We encourage you to leave your comments. We'd like to do a comment show for you guys, but we encourage you folks to keep supporting us at patreon.com slash lasertime. That supports the whole LaserTime network. This week, we'd be talking about AI and robots with our buddies Adam and Jeremy. Uh, and uh, Video Game Apocalypse, which this week, I believe, is speaking of uh, games about starting a revolution. Oh. Yum. Oui. And, uh, Viva. La Resistance. La Resistance. And that's probably how I got that picture sent to me by Matt Allen of kids riding an oblique's ass from... <laughs> what was What's his name again? Uh, Asterisk and Obelix? Yes, that guy. Yeah. That is a horrible way to design a merry-go-round. <laughs> uh, he's goat-seeing a bunch of kids inside of himself. Anyway, look up those pictures. Uh, and and uh, a bonus time this week, we finally were able to unveil the uh, hopefully not lost episode of the worst date that ever occurred. Uh, did you, you, you? You were there for some of it. Like, uh, I was not. I was not there for it, but I was getting I remember live text. She updates. went to the bathroom and like. I think you need to help me. Yeah, <laughs> I got this very worrying text from Antisa that was like, I, think- I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like, I think I need help. And I was like, what is happening? She'll be back soon. I was like, do you need me to come get you? And he was like, no, no. but maybe. <laughs> Stick around. Keep your socks on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that story's not done. But this week, uh, Matt and uh, uh, TL are joining us. I was so I feel so stupid about that. I didn't talk about Toy Story, but Matt has seen Spider Man. We're going to talk more about Spider Man next week, Far From Home, and we talked about uh, the longest wrestling conversation we've had in a while. So if you think we've been you've been missing that on the Laser Time Network, it's right there in bonus time. Cost of five bucks at Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. It's a weekly show. Our patrons get every single week. We'd like to do another comment show for you. Just the timing hasn't worked out as of late. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find a way to do it. I just don't know how that is, given how behind and up in the air everyone's schedule is but uh we have to do it as, as yeah. far as the matrix goes like, i really want to hear what people thought about the matrix <laughs> for real but we're a month behind yeah. on that but uh technically it hasn't been unlocked we just kept doing it after it relocked itself because we love you guys so maybe try and unlock it uh patreon.com slash laser time we could really use the support right about now especially that now that my uh uh 
had to pay to fix my house, my car, and my cat. Uh, <laughs> they were all broken, all at, broken once. at once. Yeah. No. Uh, it's a horrible time to be alive. Uh, but Laser Cat is fine, everyone. Uh, yeah, I need you to hold her down so I can dump Resolve on her. Okay. Uh, not Resolve. What is uh, revolution, revolution? Is what it's called. Okay. Viva la Revolution. <laughs> I don't want to put carpet cleaner on the cat. It's just the flea <laughs> medication, everyone. Don't worry. She might have thrown up some worms. If you're listening to Bonus Time, you'd know that. Uh, but mm-hmm. Diana, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at listeningerd, L E C I N E N E R D, or follow the show at 302010podcast. Mm. 30201 podcast. Right. Who died? Who died? Oh, we got bad births and deaths this week. Well, I mean, the birth is good. The the deaths are bad. Uh, I'm going to work backwards. In 2009, we lost uh, former U.S. Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara. He was 93. He got to live to a ripe old age, and there's a couple million Vietnamese that didn't. Yeah. Uh, again, the, the, if you've never seen the documentary he did with Errol Morris, Fog of War, yeah. it is Fog of War. fucking excellent and like... I don't. I don't like him after that, but he does sort of cop to. Yeah, I should have been charged for war crimes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just while staring at the camera, like mm-hmm. I. I don't know what would you have done. Uh, it's 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 fucking bizarre. Fog of war. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, it's a haunting documentary. Yeah, it's great. But then, uh, 1989 is just the worst week ever because we lost Mel Blanc, who was 81, and Lawrence mm-hmm. Olivier, who was 82. I'm just going to guess lung cancer for both. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. So, yeah, Mel Blanc was the voice of basically every cartoon character you ever loved. Every every Looney Tune except uh, Elmer Fudd and Granny. He was the yep. voice. Of, and that's that's what sucks about him doing all those voices that when he dies, he sort of takes them all with him. Yeah. Uh, you got to hire like 15 guys he's to Barney, do his job. Barney Rubble, Captain Caveman. He's all wow. Heathcliff. Mr. Spacely. Mr. Spacely. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite. It just doesn't end. It's it's so many recognizable cartoon characters, and he was a huge. Just like every time I feel like I talk in a microphone, I could be a voice actor, and like listen to like a Mel Blanc radio thing. Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. He's playing a human mm-hmm. being and the car he's driving. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard Lawrence Olivier uh, acted some. Yes. <laughs> I think I've heard of him. What, uh, yeah. How did he die? Here and there. He was eighty-two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was 82 and 89 that's he died enough. of 82 mm, I see he mm. died of 82 yeah mm. he had had health problems uh, for most of the 80s so mm. no no big surprise there but it's sad alright and you want to talk about birthdays right. instead birthday is a doodly okay here we go um July 6 1979 happy 40th birthday okay to this man in North Philadelphia born and raised whoa <laughs> That's so not Walsh math. He's yeah. over 40. No. And not West Philly. North Philly. North Philly. Okay. Near Max's cheesesteaks. Okay. That is Diana thinks we know what that is, so leave in the comments yes. if you know where Max's cheesesteaks is. And I'm really hungry. I'd like to try one. Uh, um, he appears in a whole bunch of movies and stuff. Also puts out mixtapes under the name Chocolate Droppa. Chocolate Droppa. Yep. I didn't know that part. Um, we haven't talked about too much he's in. Um, nothing that he stars in as much. Uh, scary Movie 4, Epic Movie, Superhero Movie. Is, 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 is it a Wayans? <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, also, Fool's Gold, Meet Dave, and Drill Bit Taylor. Duh. Um, I will say, the bigger hint, he turned down the role of Al Pacino in Tropic Thunder because he was insecure about playing someone gay. Is it? It's not Kevin Hart? 
It is Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought he was in yep, the I have been him. very bad at this recently. You know, you're Kevin yep. Hart, dog. No. Yeah. Yep. We just and, saw uh, last there's night. a new trailer for the next Jumanji movie, and it turns out he does a really good Danny Glover impression. And Danny Glover <laughs> was what we opened the show with, and Lethal Weapon 2, and it all combines together. Yes. Danny Glover was too old for this shit 30 years ago. 30 years ago. That's yeah. Cray. He's now too old for this piss. He's too old for water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. I mean, that's true scientifically for most men when they get old. <laughs> they are too old for this piss, they cannot do it. You just have to, I don't know, shoot a dart into their prostate. I forget. I'll ask my dad how it works. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> this show is executive produced by fine people. Like, I'll just throw it to TL because he was on the show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, TL Foster of the PNB podcast and many other fine folks at patreon.com slash laser time where the price of five bucks and keep your favorite podcast network afloat uh, in these trying times. Uh, we're going to close out with Get On Your Feet by Gloria Stefan. Why? It's not Get On Your Feet. What? It's Get On Your Feet. Hold on. What? Get On Your Feet. I don't have to say it like I sing it. Like she it's sings like it. It's like you said it. Like you have to Get your On feet. Your Feet. <laughs> Get Upon yeah. Your Feet. Get uh, On Your Feet. Get on, uh, because it was on the album oh, that came right. out in 89. And um, oh, someone mentioned Parks and Rec at some point. So... <laughs> I was going to bring it up almost every episode. It's one of the funniest things ever. It is. It's one of the best. I was going to guess it was the uh, opening theme of the killer, John Lewis. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.